five, four, three, two, one. You're now tuning in to True Way Gaming Podcast, hosted by One Way Soldier. We answer your gaming-related questions and talk about gaming-related topics. Now available on major platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and others. Helping you game with a better understanding. Hey, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of True Way Gaming. I'm your host, One Way Soldier, or you could call me Carl. And here on True Way Gaming, we talk about your gaming-related topics and answer your gaming-related questions. And on this episode, episode 21, I have two special guests with me. A returning guest, a.k.a. my boy, Tony. Welcome. Good job, Carl. <laughs> and last lot and not least, reason why you guys have heard me in a previous episode answering actually um, her question. And actually, she is now the new voice of my intro to True Way Gaming. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you for the first time appearance on the show, Shark Bait, aka Caroline. Caroline, you there? Caroline? Ladies and gentlemen, we lost her. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hear right. y'all. Uh, everything's good? I hear y'all fine. Did y'all not? Okay. Dramatic pause. <laughs> it was uh, stage fright. You all right? <laughs> well, th- thank you so much for, for joining us. <laughs> I hope all is well. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and to, in this episode, yeah, Caroline? Hello? Yeah, you all right? <laughs> yeah, I was talking. I yeah, Caroline, we hear on. you. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I, I think I'm going to leave this in the episode. Like, no, no, don't. <laughs> what? Oh. Oh, okay. oh, that's happening. Okay, okay, Better. okay. Okay, y'all hear me? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is this is this is state of the podcast. This is this state is of the sabotage. No, it's not. You're doing All it right. again. I was All ready. Right. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. Should I continue at this point? I should, right? Or should I start over? I want to start over. Tony, you don't want the dramatic ten second pause? <laughs> I actually really want that, dude. I really want that. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that was okay. like natural. It's your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then, wow, out of all times, I'm hearing like hip hop music blast outside. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so on this episode, uh, on with the show, I guess. Um, on this episode. So, no editing? Uh, Just for the record. I'll, 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 I'll edit it later. Yeah. All, all right. right. But, <laughs> but on, <laughs> I'll definitely keep that long pause in. But uh, on this episode, <laughs> we're going to be talking about the Sony's state of play that happened on Thursday, September 9th. And we're going to be talking about just some of our thoughts, our overall review, and some stuff that we're excited for. And actually, before, guys, that we start deep diving into this conversation here, it was very interesting to me that, you know, well, me, I'm an Xbox and PlayStation fan. I have both. I have, I mean, sadly, I don't have a PS5. I think nobody on this earth does, except for scalpers. But I have a PS4 Pro and have a PS3 too, etc. Um, but you both are Xbox fans, am I correct? That like, is solely. Correct. Uh, 
The last PlayStation I owned was a PS3. I do dearly love my PS3. Played a lot of good games on it. Uh, it was purely because of, like, just not having enough money to buy the PS4. But I do want a PS4 eventually. So, but, like, obviously my first love is Xbox. But I do have a soft spot in my heart for PlayStation. It's awesome. I have a PS4, and it's only for Spider-Man. Of course. <laughs> so, right. I would expect nothing less from the wall crawler. I do want the PS5 much later down the road. Maybe PS5 Slim or something. Or PS5 it, Pro. I'll tell you what. This state of play made me even more want a PS5. Interesting. Because that was going to be my questions I was going to ask. But the interesting... Um, or, or rather, the reason why I asked you guys that question is because... Both of you guys are Xbox fans, right? And and you you know, Caroline, you are a PlayStation fan as well. But it's interesting that literally as an Xbox fan, this show literally did cater to you as well. Or, or to, you know, listeners of your Xbox fan as well. Because ninety percent of the announcements in the show are actually time exclusives and multiplats. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. Which is very very strange to me <laughs> now I think granted uh, yeah on xbox you know like e3 and stuff like that there was you know a couple of games that were, was also going to be featured on a playstation and you know time exclusives as well but the majority of content that was shown in the show is time exclusives and multi-plat and um actually two of them are um xbox game studios games uh with death loop which is a time exclusive literally uh, a year We'll be getting that. Um, Xbox players will be getting that game next year, uh, uh, 2022 in September. And then um, I almost said Tokyo Ghoul again, but <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo um, as well. It's an Xbox Game Studio um, game and it's time exclusive. So I just thought that was very interesting. And um, me, because I don't have a, like I mentioned, I don't have a PS5. I really do want one, of course. Right now it's a big, tough battle to get one, but I'm, this if seeing this event, I am excited. Like, oh man, I do want one, but at the same time, this event, I'm like, oh, you know, I just gotta wait a little bit. It's coming to my platform. It is coming to the Xbox Series X and S. So, uh, you know, me watching this, I wasn't, I didn't really feel like I missed out, and that's a good thing in my opinion. You know, so just with that detail alone, you know, what do you guys think about that? I think that's awesome. I think that uh, we need to start getting into the. Trend, breaking down the walls, no more platform exclusive. I'm just kidding. But I think that it's really neat <laughs> that we're seeing some kind of cross-platform here. I think that it does allow a lot of people to get excited about just games coming out, whether it's on whatever conference, you know, whether it's on like Xbox Showcase or State of Play. I think it was really neat to see a variety of games come out that are timed exclusives and, you know, Multi-platform, I think it's a good trend. I'm liking it. Wow, hey, Tony. Yeah, while I was watching it, at the end of every segment, I would ask, "Is that coming to Xbox? Is that coming to Xbox? Is that coming to Xbox?" <laughs> and most of them were, and PC. I just had to look it up afterwards. But yeah, that was cool. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think most of the exclusives were shown. They specifically called it out. I think. Herman Hulse was on there. He said, like, the following lineup will be 
PlayStation Studios exclusive games. But I need to double check because I don't know if the games before that were exclusive or not. But we'll see because I don't know how you want to break this down. Are you going to go in order of reveal or are you just going to talk about the games that got your attention or how are you going to go about it? Yeah, so I wanted, well, I wanted to ask you guys another question in terms of this event, um, of, of specifically about does it, like, if you were a PlayStation owner, like, if you owned a PlayStation 5, did this confident, the, the fact that they really didn't mention any release dates on their first party titles, other than deception of uh, Spider-Man 2, that's coming in 2023, um and you know a few other exclusives that they did mention they didn't really drop a, a release date on them so if you were a ps5 um owner does that make you confident of sony like does that make you you know like to those that own a ps5 you know would they be like man i should have waited kind of thing or um you know or or you know etc and then i was also gonna just gonna ask you guys what was some of the highlights for you in the show, you know, and anything that you guys don't mention, then I was going to, you know, we could talk about whatever we don't mention. Did I answer your question? <laughs> you answer my question with a question. <laughs> well, I have yes, answers to Carl's question. Tony, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. First of all, first question, I think if you own a PlayStation 5 right now, you know you're lucky. You know that you got it. You got the golden egg. <laughs> and That's true. So I'm sure that no matter what release date was put on those games, you're just happy you have a PlayStation 5. And what's even better is that these are trusted IPs like God of War and Spider-Man. These are games that when they did come out, they were big, they were huge, successful. This is not a cyberpunk that's getting delayed three times and then a broken game has come out. Like, This is not something true. like that. These are trusted IPs. These are trusted developers. These are games that when they do hit, they're going to be big. And just knowing that they're in development is such a big source of excitement already. And so I think that the release date itself, yes, that's important. I think the closer we get to it, we'll see a more definitive date. But just the announcement by itself is super exciting. And then especially like with God of War, we got so much information and so much of a good look in the trailer. So much of the story was revealed and, and like the action and the gameplay and the and everything. Like it was so exciting. And so I think like if you're a PlayStation fan that has a PS5 and you're seeing this, you're like in your mind, you're like, oh, I'm going to play that. I'm getting that day one. I'm getting this. And that's already such a big source of excitement. I remember when mm -hmm. uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, the first trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3 didn't even give us a date. It just said now in development. And that was enough. I remember the, that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was enough for the whole fan base to just go wild and be like, oh, my God, Kingdom Hearts 3 is in development. So I think it's along those lines with games like this, like with Spider-Man and with God of War. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to tap into the big one for me. The big one was Knights of the Republic. That just that the, the trailer, no gameplay, no story, just just Revan with a red lightsaber and remake. And that was it. Like that was enough to make it go crazy so i think it's uh the release date is important but i think just the reveal trailer in and of itself was already such a big announcement that it's all good it's like oh yeah this is exciting 
Yeah. And that's one of the ones coming to PC and Xbox as well, right? Uh, which one? Knights of the Old Republic remake. I yes, I do believe so. And it's also coming to Xbox One. I mean, it's Xbox One, Xbox <laughs> Series consoles. That is so. Like that was when I saw it. It was like coming to PlayStation Five. I, in the inside, was like, "Oh God, it's going to be a PlayStation exclusive." That's it. I got to go on the hunt. I got to get a PS Five before that game comes out because I am definitely playing it. And then um, I researched it, and there was some news that it would be coming to Xbox. And then I thought like it should because the original game was an Xbox exclusive, I believe, until yeah, it was, like, I was gonna, like, I was gonna say that over. too. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited. That like I don't want to get too much into it yet until we start talking about the highlights. But like that was the big one for me. Was Knights of the Old Republic. Tony, yeah, and it's a remake, which is like the new trend now. Better than remasters, I would say. I think it's deservedly oh. so because the Knights of the Old Republic is it's a good game. I don't want to like trash talk it because no it's a it's a classic i think ever since knights of the old republic one and two came out fans have just been begging game studios for another game like knights of the old republic they've always been like we want a game like this we want a game like this and over and over again and i think that this is just kind of the perfect way to if like with a remake you know i'm expecting new types of gameplay updated graphics and Maybe a little bit more fleshed out story because the original game itself is very dated. And I think a remaster, like I'm expecting something like uh, like Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition with Mass Effect 1. Very dated, very eh, but you know, it works. You know, you're not waiting 15 minutes in an elevator, which is good. But with a, a remake, that's uh, to me, that's like, ooh, this is going to be awesome. So I think that's a really good call. It was really dope is too that they did confirm that uh, some of the original developers that actually worked on that project back in 2000 um, are working on this remake as well. That's what I wanted to know. Who's developing it? Because this is a Star Wars game not under EA, right? That's correct. I forgot the For the first time in like 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. uh, I I mean, I forgot... uh, I forgot the company, uh's name, but it's like, um. Oh well, all we know is not EA, right? It's not EA. Yeah, it's not them. And a matter of fact, this company that worked on it, they actually worked on remasters before, and it's funny because I think this is the first remake that they're going to tackle, <laughs> which is very interesting. But again, so because of that, actually, because they, all they did was remasters and not remakes before fans or and people in the industry were a little nervous about it but then when it was actually confirmed they actually brought back some um veterans from the originals um people are like oh okay you know let them do their thing you know they 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 can't mess this up hopefully <laughs> you know so yeah i thought that was i was really uh cool man it's bothered me the the comp- oh there you go aspire thank yeah, you i, I just saw that yeah yeah aspire oh. <laughs> and you're right, they're the ones who ported over the original KOTOR and uh, KOTOR 2. Wait, I didn't know that detail. Wait, so they're back, and they're the ones that ported over to the original Xbox, you're saying? Yeah, according to this here. Do, they did the Mac, Android, I, oh, oh, it's just the mobile ports? 
Okay, yeah, that makes Mac, sense. Android and iOS. Okay. Well, yeah, there you go. That's crazy. That's crazy. And I and I gotta play those games too. I'm gonna be honest. Like I played a little bit of them. Mostly, I remember when I was younger, I've seen my dad play those games. My dad was really hooked on those games. Um, and I remember he always played as an evil character, you know. Um, <laughs> but it was cool. I think that game was ahead of its time because that game oh, really absolutely. Uh, that game is really affected by your choices. Am I correct? Like, that is big time. I think, if anything, I, I have no source for this, but I am pretty sure Mass Effect must have taken some type of inspiration from it because it has almost the same type of morality mechanics where depending on the choices you make will determine your outcome, what kind of character you are. Yeah, that's what if I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. If you're a Sith, if you're a Jedi, it's kind of like the Paragon and Renegade of Mass Effect. Um, it's... It's honestly like a staple in these types of RPG, um, choose your own, like, like you know, player inserted character story where you're going down your own path. Um, Dragon Age and Mass Effect definitely have big uh, inspirations from it where, you know, you have like companions and you can develop relationships with your companions and, uh, you know, you can kind of choose what kind of Jedi or Sith do you want to be and things like that. And it's also you're you're winding down a story that because you're also not just like a player insert a character. You are a person. And so you do have an unwinding story ahead of you that you have to uncover. And it's really good. I remember when I first played it, I had bought it on Steam for two dollars each because i bought oh my goodness <laughs> yeah crazy. i bought kotor one and two uh for two dollars each on a steam sale and we were going on a trip to south padre island which is a beach we were staying in a condo and i i'm not a fan of the beach i do not like the beach i don't like sand it's coarse rough irritating it gets everywhere and so very relevant took, yes i took my laptop and uh, while my parents were out on the beach just watching the sunset, like a couple of old folks, I was in the room playing KOTOR on my laptop. And that was the best vacation I've ever had because you had that wonderful sea breeze and Star Wars Knights of the Republic in front of me. And it was such a beautiful game, such a fun game. And so that's why I think I'm so excited for this to be released. I want to... It, it, it's like seeing... Experience that love all over again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That story had a tinge of sadness to me. <laughs> the best vacation I ever had. I was indoors at the beach, and I cracked the window open to feel a small breeze as I played KOTOR. The window was in a dark wide room. open, first of all. I was suffocated in the room. And the room was not And your dark. parents are outside watching the it binary was... sunset. Missing their daughter. <laughs> To be fair, Davey was like behind me asleep, so I don't know which was more sad because <laughs> sleeping through the whole vacation or he playing. He was enjoying a beautiful day out in the sun. He went back and well, listening to Star Wars. He was not out at all. <laughs> it was a nice because you got the whole like environment. You had the balcony doors are open. The the breeze was coming through. It was bright. <laughs> it was a good backdrop for your gaming session. <laughs> it was like being at the beach, but you weren't at the beach because there wasn't a ton of sand everywhere. You were just feeling the atmosphere. And it wasn't hot either, which was great. So it was like playing video games in an awesome. So, yeah, so you're gonna love like VR beach simulator. You can't do VR because I wear glasses. <laughs> you can still do VR and wear glasses. Matter of fact, you're gonna uh, get headaches. I get. Well, you, well yeah, if you, if you have side effects, 
from watching 3D movies, then yeah, you're gonna have side effects from VR. Actually, yep, and, and and Tony, what about you? Like, what are some of your thoughts about the Cortar remake? I mean, is this something you're excited about? I've never played it. I really don't know what it's like. The only thing I like about it, and my only observation was that it's a complete remake and not a remaster or a port. And I just think it's cool that remakes are the trend now, which I prefer over remasters. Well, remasters are nice too, but remakes are a lot more interesting because it's taking the original idea, but the gameplay could be different, the graphics can be different. A lot could change, but still having the same foundation. Exactly. That, and I think that's all I got from that, which I think is cool. A good example of that is like Mafia Definitive Edition. <clears throat> Literally what they did with that game is, uh, in my opinion, it's, it's an amazing remake. Um, especially the gunplay. They they literally um, improved the gunplay. Um, it plays completely different from the original game. And obviously, the, they remade the game from the ground up. And it's just it's an amazing title, Mafia Definitive Edition. I highly recommend that. And um, and this may be weird because, you know, PlayStation, they saved pretty much their first-party studio games last in the presentation. Uh, but if you guys don't mind, I wanted to sort of talk about, since there was a few of them, first. And then we could talk about the other games that are time exclusives and Do it. spin-off. All right? What do you got? Yeah. All right. So, to me, I want to start with Azamiak. And there's a reason why, specifically, I want to <laughs> bring it with them. Azamiak, amazing studio. It's an amazing, amazing studio. I'm very disappointed that Microsoft, they did not buy them out. Uh, Sony did, you know. Um, to me, I feel like Microsoft really missed out. I understand that when Asamiya... They probably developed... tried. They probably tried. But I'm pretty sure they like working with Sony better. Yeah, I wouldn't put them past them for no, that. I'm sure. Well, they... Well, the thing is, Microsoft, they had... They thought Sunset Overdrive. So that was an well, exclusive for Microsoft. And that didn't do well as they expect, so to speak. Um, even though it's it is right. popular among the community, but it wasn't you know uh, a mega seller, and you know after that they didn't play in the studio or nothing. And then when they developed the Spider Man and how massively popular that was, how many units that sold, Sony brought them. And I truly believe if Microsoft wanted to buy them, it could have happened. I mean, come on, they they purchased Bethesda, you know. Like I doubt they have the money for it, but from what I heard, Insomniac. They've been very, they've been very hard to get. Like they liked being in independent for a while, mm-hmm. and it makes sense for them to be with Sony because they have a lot more history with Sony, with the Ratchet and Clanks and stuff. And I think they did one of the Resistance. Yes, I'm not mistaken, but yeah, yeah they like they, they have a lot more games with them. And for Xbox, it's just Sunset Overdrive. Right, right. That's true. I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that's. That makes sense, actually. That's why you're on the show. Thank you. <laughs> so good to be back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, but to me, it's, it's a little bit of a weird situation because Asamiak, they're awesome. Obviously, Spider-Man, they knocked it out of the park. Stand, to me, it's a masterpiece of Spider-Man game. Um, and then they also made Ratchet Clank. Like seriously, 
Asomniac, they're, they're going to need a, uh, a chiropractor or something because how many titles they're working for, you know, working on with Sony. Like, seriously, they, to me, they're really holding up Sony's first-party portfolio right now, um, early in the life of the PS5, you know? Um, oh, yeah. But, but what I want to talk about specifically with Asomniac is because, you know, obviously they made Spider-Man, they made Spider-Man Miles Morales, and they announced Spider-Man 2. And that's not the only Marvel game they announced. To me, which is to me the biggest highlight, in my opinion, of the presentation, even though they didn't show no gameplay, just the fact that it's coming, is uh, Marvel's The Wolverine. Me, I, Wolverine is like my favorite hero. I love Wolverine, and I'm super hyped. And it's actually is that the interesting. Hulk? Wow, Wolverine all the way. You know, I do love the Hulk I as well. I on my phone as the Hulk. <laughs> oh, well, I am a go. big guy, you know. So I <laughs> appreciate Am I going to change that? You're going to have to change it. Update. That's up to you. Uh, I, mean, you I had you as a Hulk for years because I thought it was your favorite. Right. I mean, I do. One of my favorite comic books of all time is uh, Hulk versus Wolverine. Because Wolverine's in it. Yes. All right. I'm going to have to change it. All right. Go on. Uh, <laughs> but also, the, also the Hulk. But it's interesting because the last Wolverine game that we actually ever gotten, and to me was actually my favorite superhero game, and it's funny, it's actually based on the movie, as X-Men Origins Wolverine, which released back in April 29th, 2009. So it's really cool that ba- basically, uh, I don't know how many years later, 2009 and we're in 2021. That's uh, that's like 12 years later, pretty much, well, right? Don't mm-hmm. my math right? Yep. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 12 years later. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, well, it's announced 12 years later, but it's not releasing in 12 years. It's probably going to be, I think, we're probably not going to see that until 2024. That's just my opinion. Because they announced it, and then they did not drop a release date. But Spider-Man 2, they gave a re- they dropped the release year for it, yeah. you know? Um, but the, the reason why I guess I really want to talk about this is because uh, I understand Zomiak, their first-party um, studio for Sony, but... It's weird that Sony is getting Marvel games that are exclusive to them. And to me, that, one, that bothers me, because, you know, I love Wolverine and stuff, and, I mean, simple answer is for me to just get a PS5. Um, But then, you know, also Spider-Man, you know, because Sony, they own the movie rights to Spider-Man, but they don't own the character. Marvel does. And it's just so weird. Like, you know, I can understand, for example, you know, Kratos, that's Sony's, IP, that's Sony's character, you know, um, Ratchet and Clank, Pop of the Rapper, etc. But Marvel Spider-Man and Marvel Wolverine, they're going to be PlayStation exclusives. That's just so weird to me that that's not coming to other platforms. And it really bothers me a lot because I really would like to see that, um, you know, not one, because I own it, but as well as xbox series x you know being literally the most powerful console right now in the world i would love to see marvel spider-man running on that you know and also especially wolverine coming i would love to see that run on natively on the series x and it just really disappoints me about that so i I wanted with that point what do you guys think about that you know do you agree disagree do you guys feel differently about it what's some of your thoughts Caroline, you first. <laughs> I knew it. I think it's a good business move to push sales for PS5. I think it's obviously working. Uh, you know, I, I 
the emotional part of me is like, oh man, I really wish I could play those games too, you know, being an Xbox gal and things like that. But I do got to respect the business hustle of that. You know, it is going to drive up sales and push people to purchase PS5s over Series Xs and whatnot. Because, you know, Xbox does the same thing. Microsoft purchased Bethesda. We're going to get, um, you know, Bethesda games that are exclusive for Xbox. And, you know, there's going to be... This is just kind of like a tale as old as time business move between these consoles of acquiring uh, popular IPs to bring exclusively to their own consoles. So I think that this is not a surprising move at all for them to do that. And yes, it does suck, but... You know, I think it's just the name of the game. It's just the business, and uh, it works. That's the thing, is that it works. It It's one of those, like, gotta-haves, and you want to play it, you gotta play it, and so, you know, that's what drives people to get the PlayStation 5, and I think if it was something that, oh, this is coming to all platforms, this is going to be everywhere, then it would be less of... I don't think it would be less of an impact, because it's still a wonderful game, a wonderful story, beloved characters and whatnot. But, you know, it's it's because of those reasons, beloved characters, wonderful game and all of that, that that's why people would want that console over another. If you're a Marvel fan and you are stuck in the middle between getting Xbox and getting Sony, this is going to be that tipping point of oh, definitely getting a PS5. And so that's the big the big reason to get it. I respect it, but that doesn't mean I have to be all man. So, yeah, that's the way right, I so- see it. So I understand you you made the point with um which is a good example Microsoft um purchasing Bethesda. So I do understand it because you know PlayStation obviously Doom, Wolfenstein, um The Evil Within was on the PlayStation platform. But the thing is now Microsoft purchased them, they own those IPs. But to me what's weird about Insomniac, yes, PlayStation owns Insomniac, but Spider-Man and Wolverine, that's Marvel's IP. And to me, it's just strange and weird that Sony is owning exclusively like those games on their platform. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a time exclusive or anything. Because I know uh, uh like I mentioned, um I keep on forgetting the name, uh Ghostwire Tokyo and also Deathloop, those are Xbox Game Studios. Now, before Microsoft purchased Bethesda there was a time exclusive well an exclusive uh deal happening microsoft they're trying to honor that deal but by it being a time exclusive but but again ultimately marvel owns those characters you know it's just to me it's a little weird that you know it's staying on that platform when it's marvel characters you know like sony doesn't own marvel and that's what bothers me you know what i'm saying so yeah to me I think the logistics of that kind Please of comes down to the uh, the studio because Square Enix is doing Guardians and that's coming, you know, cross-platform and that's going to come to PlayStation and Xbox. And I'm thinking maybe it works the same way. Like Insomniac has paid the license to Spider-Man and Wolverine to Marvel saying, because it's kind of like Star Wars, how EA kind of had that Star Wars contract where, hey, we're going to make Star Wars games. And then now that that's run out, we're getting... You know, like the remake for KOTOR and things like that, where we're getting other developers are able to kind of put their um, two cents in and make other games for Star Wars. 
I'm thinking that that must work from a logistical standpoint with Marvel IPs on its own, where Insomniac is like, hey, we're going to make Spider-Man games. We're going to give you the money to buy the licensing for Spider-Man, and we're going to make Spider-Man games. And then while we're at it, we're going to also buy Wolverine. Just like how Square Enix is like, we want to make Guardians. So we're going to buy the Guardians uh, licensing right now to make a Guardians game. Right, but it's just, uh, oh, sorry, my mic acted out a little bit. Um, yeah, but the thing is, all like, I can understand that, but the thing is, like, with EA, you know, with Star Wars, it's it, Star Wars games that they made is multi plat, you know, um, even though they own or they got the, the rights to make it exclusively through that studio, you know what I'm saying? And I can understand, like, if Zomniac did that, where they are slowly making Marvel uh, Marvel games, which I think we're pretty much seeing, other than Square Enix making Guardians of the Galaxy, but, yeah, they, they don't own the characters. And that's what bothers me. That's what, again, uh, uh, yeah. This is, but, Tony, what do you think? I'm sorry. I feel like I've cut you off for a while now. I apologize. What do you, what do you think? No, that's not cutting off. I was listening. No, those are good points that I was, um, that I agree with, because the Bethesda acquisition is a big one, and that's a good comparison right there because those are game studios that created their own characters, their own IPs and stuff. So it's a little different, but it's the same in the sense that um, PlayStation users, they got to play and enjoy these games for years. And then all of a sudden Microsoft buys them up and that's it. Like they won't be playing Elder Scrolls anymore. They won't be playing Starfield. You know, that really sucks. Um, Marvel's a little different. I understand that because it's not even a game character. That's just a public figure for everyone who's enjoyed for over 70 years. Like Spider-Man's a beloved character. And I agree, it does suck. It does suck. But that's just the business. But I think in Marvel's uh, point of view or Disney's they're doing they're doing a good job with it you know because they're experimenting with different developers they do have Guardians with Square Enix they do have Avengers with Crystal Dynamics and um, that didn't turn out well but they're basically experimenting and seeing who's treating their property right they have their pretty much all their properties with Lego and Lego does a great job with it and yeah, and now we have Spider-Man with Insomniac, and Insomniac, they, I mean, no one could have done it better. You know, they found the perfect studio to treat Spider-Man right. So, of course, they're going to say, all right, have the next one. Yeah, have Spider-Man 2 exclusive, that's fine. Have Wolverine, because he did such a good job with Spider-Man. And it sucks that it's only on PlayStation, but that's just the way it is. Also, another thing I was thinking about... um. They announced Indiana Jones that Machine Games is going to be doing that. We don't know if that's going to be exclusive yet. It probably will be. And that's going to be another character that's like, hey, that's a movie character that everyone got to enjoy. And now they, we won't be able to play it on PlayStation. Because it might, we don't know, but it might only be on Xbox. But ah, yeah. Also, I while you. I forgot about that. Yeah. So we don't know yet. We don't know. But. Um, yeah, and then the last thing that you guys reminded me of is it's also possible, like talking about like their agreements and stuff like that, if Marvel 
wanted to do something crazy. I was thinking about the MLB deal that um you know that happened over at Sony and you know we got the show on Game Pass. Like that was crazy news when that yeah, came out. Crazy. And that's <laughs> crazy. because they, they basically said like, hey, we we want our game, we want MLB to be on all platforms. We want to be bigger. So you either develop it for all platforms or we're just taking the license back and finding another developer. That was pretty much how it went down. That's not the exact words, obviously, but that in a in a rare, rare scenario, I think that could happen if they want to do that. Like Disney goes like, hey, these Spider-Man games are awesome. This Wolverine game is looking awesome, but you got to release it on PC and Xbox because we want more money. But I doubt that's going to happen. But yeah, that's what came to mind. Where that happens, dude. That would be awesome, and that would be within their rights. Uh, That would be within their rights as license holders to do that. That would be the ideal outcome if they were to do that. Be so cool. But also, and then with these three Marvel titles, uh, I mean, well, Guardians of the Galaxy it was announced back at uh, Jeff Keighley's E3, I think, um, show. are you guys excited for all three of these? Marvel's Wolverine, Spider-Man 2, and Guardians of the Galaxy. These, are these games on your hype list? Like, are you guys, even though... Well, I, I doubt Spider-Man 2 would be on PlayStation 4. You know, but then again, Sony, they, they change things a lot. So, you know, it might be. Uh, for some reason, I doubt it's going to be on By 2023? Hopefully not. Yeah. yeah, like, I want them to fully develop this. I mean, it'll be nice for up. me. Yeah, I can play it on PS4, but... Right. Yeah, me, I can't. Legit, I tried. I can't get a PS5, so I love the fact that, like, for example, God of War, Ragnarok, and uh, yeah. Spider-Man, Ross Morales is on the PS4. I, I am happy about that, but... And Horizon. That's I, I forgot about that, too. Yes, especially that. But, uh, yeah, so Spider-Man 2, and then Wolverine, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be solid PS5. Uh, which I hope to take advantage of the hardware from the ground up and natively be developed on those platforms. But I mean, yeah, how, how did you guys take this announcement for these games? And, and what do you think about Guardians of the Galaxy? Tony, you talk first. You talk first, or I talk first. You talk first. Okay, Guardians looks pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. But when they showed the gameplay. The the first reveal was what the Square Enix, uh, yes, uh, Square Enix, uh, E three presentation, I do believe. Right. Yeah, I thought it needed a little bit more work. It seemed like not quite there yet, but everything else looks really cool. Yeah, I think the gunplay or the fighting, something about that just didn't seem all that fun yet. A little clunky. But I'm liking the the dialogue. The what? It's a little clunky. Oh, yeah. Oh. I was gonna say it feels yeah. a little, It looks a little stiff. I mean, uh, the gunfight. I do agree with that. Yeah, it's like not there yet, but they have time since that presentation up until next month, you know, to fix it. So we'll see. But yeah, I'm liking everything else. I like the looks. I like the dialogue. I like the cutscenes. It all looks cool. The music is leaning more, a little bit more towards rock, which is okay. I think it still has the spirit of Guardians. Uh, but I am going to wait on it. I'm not going to get it day one or anything. And then 
And then the other ones, Wolverine and, and Spider-Man 2, you were asking about? Yes. So first I want to say during the showcase, when they showed Wolverine, yeah, that was a big, huge surprise. And then my immediate thought was, oh, wow, okay, so they're not working on Spider-Man 2. That's crazy. Are they going to do Wolverine? And then <laughs> later they showed Spider-Man 2. I'm like, no way. Like Everyone's been mentioning this, and I got to agree. Like The biggest highlight was Insomniac, just them. That they could pump out all these games with high quality and like you were saying earlier, like design. they're they're carrying the PS5 <laughs> the PS5 lineup on their back. Like them alone, they're they're like holding it down with the Spider-Man remastered for PS5, right? The original Spider-Man, then Miles Morales, yes. and Ratchet and Clank. And now we're gonna have Spider-Man 2 within two years. And yeah, within two years, and then Wolverine shortly after that. Like, good for them. But yeah, we know Wolverine is going to be amazing just because of how they've shown Miles Morales and Spider Man to be. And then Spider Man 2, yeah, Venom is going to be great. The only thing that confused me about the trailer, and I don't know if it's just me because I didn't pick up on it, but I don't know who was talking. And I found it weird that the person talking wasn't there, and then Venom shows up and says, "Like, yeah, we're your challenge." Because he was talking, the 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 voiceover is like, "Oh, finally!" Or I'm looking for a challenge. No one has been able to challenge me. And then you hear Venom like, "Well, we are," or whatever he says, coming out of the dark alley. I'm like, "Well, who's talking to to begin with?" You think it's Eddie Brock? <laughs> Talking to himself, or we're talking to Venom. Talking about talk to Spider-Man, maybe talking to. Or no, well, the voiceover was saying like all this time I've been looking for a challenge, and I've never found one. You know, it sounded like a pl- completely different voice, and then you hear Venom and Brock, I guess, at the same time. Am, am I the only one not understanding it? Was this simple for everybody else to get? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I'm like I'm thinking hard right now. I'm like, wait, uh, was that said? I, I was just looking at them two fighting, and then when I saw Venom, like that's it. Everything else, I just disregarded. I was just yeah. screaming the fact that Venom is going to be in part two. If so it was a voiceover. It, was it Brock? If I understood it correctly, I thought it was like some unseen, unrevealed villain who was complaining that nobody has been able to take down Spider-Man. And Venom was the one that was like, oh, don't worry, I'm, I'm coming up. Like, I'm coming in. So I just kind of... we will. Yeah, we will. So I chalked up that voice to... Okay, he's probably a villain that they're going to reveal at some point, at some time in the game. I thought it was Craven at first, but they didn't show it. They showed Venom. And I'm like, oh, okay, so it's probably somebody else. I don't know who it is. Maybe they're hyping up that Venom is not the main villain of this game. It's going to be somebody like that voice who is speaking, but Venom is definitely the crowd pleaser. So they were like, we got to show Venom in the trailer. Yeah. Won it. Besides that, it was great. Yeah, these, these games are looking good. All the Marvel games that were shown, I think they look good. I won't be getting them day one, though, for different reasons. But they look great. <laughs> I will not be getting... Because you don't have a PS5? Getting... Or you don't plan yeah. to get a PS5? 
For different reasons, Carl. (laughs) (laughs) Carla, as you're saying. I'm in the same boat as Tony. I will not be getting Spider-Man and Wolverine day one for obvious different reasons. But for Guardians, I'm I'm thinking about it. I think right now it's got a $40 price tag, which... um, Oh, what? Yeah. That's reasonable. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm thinking about actually getting it day one. It's 40 bucks because I think it's going to be, if I'm not mistaken, story only. It's not going to have multiplayer. I could be ah. wrong. And so, uh, I, so I think right now on the Xbox store, on Microsoft store, it's got a $40 price tag. So I am thinking about getting it day one. I was very impressed at the uh, Square Enix presentation about it. And it looked fun. It looked funny. It looked like something that I could sit back and enjoy the story, enjoy the Guardians being the Guardians. And so my excitement level for that is pretty high. I think I gave it like a 8 out of 10 in excitement. I think it looks cool. I do want to mention that as I was watching the conference, the state of play, I was watching it on IGN's YouTube and I had the chat open so I could see like other people's opinion. And while the Guardians trailer was playing, people were typing in all caps, skip, skip, next one, skip. Uh. <laughs> so I don't think there's enough love for the Guardians game out there. And that's kind of sad because I think we need more of these story-driven single-player games. But okay. Oh, well. All right. I'll drop the 40. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> but speaking of the chat in, uh, in Venom... When the Venom trailer was kind of happening, people in the chat were, were, you know, they were talking about, they were like, oh, Spider-Man and some, like, they were going, they were excited, but, oh, once Venom showed up, the chat was going crazy. I've never seen a chat go that fast in my life, and it was just, like, all caps, Venom, Venom, oh my god, he's here, like, the, the crowd was going wild for Venom, and so. You've never been in a ninja Twitch stream? Oh, no, I haven't. The last time I was in an Ninja <laughs> Twitch stream, it was the uh, <laughs> the phrase, it's just a game, it's such a weak mindset. You were there live? <laughs> <laughs> you saw that unfold live? I, he, I saw the VOD, and he has his chat going on on the side. Uh. <laughs> and, so, and so that was the la- that's the only, if anything, that's the only Ninja Twitch like live that I've ever seen go Will on. LeBron James, step in, type. <laughs> you type in, like, it's, dude, it's, it's just a game. Dude, it's just a game. Chill. And he's like, you don't tell LeBron. It's just a game <laughs> while he's playing. And it's like, okay, bro, bro, calm, calm down. <laughs> so yeah, the chat. I gotta see like, that. I didn't know that was recorded live. I thought it was just a tweet. He he has a, a mini rant before the tweet about how. The phrase, it's just a game, is such a weak mindset. He was like, don't tell me it's just a game. You don't tell LeBron it's just a game before he goes out and wins that ring. Like, he went in a whole tirade. I'll have to send it to you later. All right. So, in I have, like, <laughs> I have a little... That's <laughs> how, so... how we derail. I do have notes for each game, and I gave it an excitement level. For a personal excitement level for myself, and then excitement level if you're a PlayStation fan, because I didn't oh, want to. Oh, really? Read. Yeah, yeah. I would and love so, to hear this list. <laughs> the general consensus is that if I was excited for a game, like if I gave it, I gave Spider-Man two, I gave it a nine out of ten for my own excitement level, and then for PlayStation fans, I increased it by three. 
So I would, I would just well, take that next, I gave it <laughs> exactly. So I assume that well, people were really excited about Why this. Why not game. 11? Why not 13? Why 12 out of 10? I, I told you, I increased it by three. I did that for all the games that I saw. I gave it my own excitement level, and then for PlayStation and fans... PlayStation fans would be three. three times more hype, or three <laughs> increments more hyped. Yeah, because they can actually play the game. Well, I cannot. Well, a lot of them don't have a PS5, so think about that. You might have to bump it down a little bit. But a lot of them have PlayStation 4, and I don't. Womp womp. Womp womp. Womp. <laughs> so for, <laughs> I don't want to break Carl's heart, but like for Wolverine, I gave it a uh, a seven out of ten. What? What? <laughs> it's Wolverine. What? Bob, <laughs> you don't you don't like Wolverine? Sis? What's going on? I I like Wolverine. Don't get me wrong. Hey, don't Bob. get me wrong. <laughs> but, you know. You know. If I had to pick between Wolverine and Spider Man, I would pick Spider Man. It's not your opinion. It's okay. You know? so, so, so That's a correct opinion. <laughs> I knew, of course. So, of course, for my excitement opinion. level, it was a 7 out of 10. But for a PlayStation fan, it's a 10 out of 10. There you go. That's and not a 12? Did not you do reverse match? Like, okay, what will equal I mean, 10 for them? Well, Carl <laughs> likes Wolverine, so I'm going to divide this by 2. I did not reverse and... engineer it. No, no. I gave it a 7, and then I increased it by 3. Why did you choose three? A lot of these are going to be tens. Then, if if any of them are, if yeah. you put seven at the minimum for most of them, they're all going to be tens. This is not going to be an accurate listing. This is my assumed excitement. You're not going to publish this on your website. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's being published right now. I hope she doesn't publish that score for Wolverine because that's inaccurate right there. That's supposed to be ten out of ten. Or like, and then fifteen out of, out of five. Ten. Spider-Man 2 was making the chat go nuts. What can I say? Wolverine. Oh, my. I was I'm in, I was in my room alone watching this, and I was screaming. Oh, when I saw those Wolverine, Wolverine claws come out, I went, oh, boy. You heard my voice echo throughout the house that my neighbor knocked on the door <laughs> and was like, oh, are you okay? Somebody getting murdered in this house? I said, no. Yo, you saw Wolverine. it, too? He yeah, was holding his phone. <laughs> exactly. And I answered the door looking like Wolverine, my haircut and everything. And Watch his, his neighbor has like a playing. better internet connection speed and he sees the Wolverine trailer. Then two seconds later, he hears the oh, and he's like, oh, Carl finally saw it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, my goodness. I, I love Wolverine. Carl, when yeah. did you know it was Wolverine? Did you tell by the hairy arms or when the claws came out? I'm going to be honest with you. So when the trailer started playing and you saw all those dead bodies on the ground, I thought honestly it was gonna be the Punisher. I th I thought it was a Punisher game Ooh. because I didn't see um, I didn't really see the likeness of Wolverine. Um, you know, so I saw that dude walking. I thought he was gonna be like, "Ever been tired, Red?" You know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> you know, um, you hit you know, them and bad day for being me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, I thought he was gonna say something like that. I'm all out of bullets, Red. No, but when you when this camera zoomed into a fist and you saw those Wolverine claws pop out, immediately I'm like, Wolverine! And, and it's just, I, I lost it. I think I blacked out. And then I woke up and went <laughs> again. The showcase like, was over. You had to start it. over. Exactly. Like, well, and it, it just saw those letters in HDR. 
Wolverine. Like oh, <laughs> was, that yeah, HDR just, title screen. That crystal clear <laughs> resolution. <Wolverine. laughs> no, but like, and again, it's crazy because not only because you know I love Wolverine, I, it's my favorite hero, but also uh, like I mentioned before, right, the last Wolverine. No, but like literally the last Wolverine game we got in was back in two thousand nine. And X Men or, or, um, Origins Wolverine, I still play to this day because it's just to me that game. Not only it's it's a it's amazingly fun, and uh, it was first of all it's funny that it's based off the movie, and it's actually um, not only the best Wolverine game, but people actually say it's the best movie based game. <laughs> you know, um, and it, it's just oh, it's really between the graphical presentation of it, between you know, obviously it's not the best, but it, it looks really great. Um, highly detailed and that game just does such a well job of literally um making you not only feel um like wolverine but actually they implemented his abilities very well in the game like you can actually regenerate health uh let's say you're shooting you know you're fighting hostiles that are, are shooting guns at you like literally you see pieces of his flesh and um or his skeleton yeah exactly or you actually see his muscles exposed and um even the skeleton depending on what damage you're taking what like kind an of explosion damage taking, as, yeah like a rocket launcher or something and then you actually have a healing factor in the game so you actually see your skin and stuff like coming back you know in real time which is crazy and um wolverine's famous lodging you know and it's just an it's an amazing Wolverine game. Like literally, it's like my, one of my favorite. I would say actually my favorite superhero game of all time. Like it it really is good. So, so you haven't played Spider Man then? You know what? I haven't beaten it, and I love Spider Man <laughs> too. Don't get me wrong. I love I love Spider Man. That's that's the thing. Like I love in terms of Marvel. You know, Wolverine, and then Spider Man's like right after that. Because I was saying, so like, let me ask you real quick, because I know you mentioned it. Before explaining the game, would you have been more hyped if it was a Punisher? <laughs> that is a very good question. I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think I'll be equally hyped because the Punisher that will mean it's a first or third person shooter, and you know, oh man, I think I'll be equally as hyped because I love the Punisher as well. Not a little bit more excited about it. You can't even put your words together. You caught me. I want this to be really <laughs> so bad. I want this to be real. I want that so bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's just like shooting up everything. Oh, I have to get a jail cell. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You, you got to assassinate some dude in jail. Then, you know, the kingpin locks the, the jail door so you can't escape. He's like, come on, open the gate. And then, you know, the dude's like, hey, there he is. And you got to take out like 20 inmates or however number it is. Oh, man. Yeah, we got to develop. This game, that's it. We gotta buy the IP. <laughs> you gotta, it's, it's awesome. I agree. Somebody's gotta do it. You gotta tweet at Insomniac <laughs> to make the Punisher game. Pass on that boring Wolverine and start working on Punisher. Why don't you pass on the 7 out I mean, of 10 I... and work on the real 10 out of 10? <laughs> Drop that zero and get with the hero, Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> the anti hero, Punisher. <laughs> no, but uh, that'll be amazing though with today's. Graph, not only graphical fidelity, because me, it's not really, you know, graphics. Like, they remaster Quake, and I, I love the remaster. But what they can do, or what boundaries they could sort of push with today's current 
um, generation of consoles, the 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 love the power um, that the consoles have. I think, and of course, with the right team, most importantly, I think they could make an outstanding Punisher game. Because the last Punisher game we received, I do believe, was back in 2003 for the original Xbox, PlayStation 2, and I do believe also GameCube. But that one was a great one as well. well that's even longer than Wolverine. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. So we need yes. it more. Do you need it more? Yo, Tony sold me on this. Yo, that's, that's it. Like, uh, that's true. That's true. No, but I, no, but it was a great game. I love both of those heroes. I love both of them. But when Wolverine, Wolverine came on, I saw Wolverine. Oh my! I just made all my Wolverine. I'm excited. I, I to me, that's like my favorite announcement of the show. And just to put the icing on top, to really finalize the deal for you, John Bernthal does the voice acting. Ooh. Who was that again? That's the actor. Oh, who plays. Uh, that is oh. the actor who plays <laughs> the Punisher. That's your boy. The That's the Punisher. That's the Wait, actor. he's he's voicing the Wolverine? No, no, I said, no. <laughs> this is a pitch. This is a pitch for Punisher. John Berthold. Oh, okay, okay, okay. John Berthold does a voice for Punisher. Dang, I feel so slow now, guys. I, I feel so embarrassed <laughs> on this recording now. Like, I feel so embarrassed. No, it was but, a little confusing. Yeah, yeah. Cut this bit out. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I actually want to do know. I I do want to know who is going to voice the Wolverine because I want it to be Steve Bloom. Steve Bloom, he actually oh, voiced in Wolverine oh, um, for oh. the animated film that Marvel yes. did, Hulk Versus. Yes. I think he he does a fantastic yes. Wolverine with yes. his screaming, his voice, you know, how yes. deep he gets. Caroline, yes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that wrestler? Yes. yes. Well, he better. <laughs> I got the shirt on. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A bike yes. sit from uh, Street Fighter. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, Bison. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yes. We're both on different set. games, but I understood. I understood the assignment. Yes. Yo, Steve. If Steve Bloom is Wolverine, this seven becomes a ten, like instantly. Steve Bloom's voice. Be a ten. Carl, we'll discuss that after the show. But Steve Bloom as Wolverine would be amazing. His voice is so perfectly suited to that character. And you're right, he did voice him previously. And it fits so well. I think that would be a perfect choice. I don't know if Steve Bloom still voice acts, though. That's the big question. I hope my he knowledge, he still does. Uh, oh, they they gotta get him. I gotta tweet <laughs> at, at Insomniac. I mean, I know he mainly teaches. He he has his own uh, classes and stuff like that. But I do believe he still voice acts. He voices so many characters; it's it's, it's unbelievable. Like it's it's crazy. That man is busy, or has been busy. But yeah, that's what I want. So yeah, I'm hyped for it. I really am hyped. And Spider Man too, as well. Go ahead. I'm just thinking, how, how bloody are they going to get with this game? Like, are I'm we going to see severed it. limbs? Thank you for like reminding guts. me. Thank you for reminding me, because that was one question I had to myself. I had uh, wanted. I was going to ask a question because the Samiak, you know, Spider Man. I think it could get bloody at times. Not super bloody, but you know, like cuts and stuff like that. But Wolverine, his character by nature is a very brutal character. So yeah, and of course, this is going to be an for mature game. Obviously, it will be yeah. made of a T for teen, but. 
Uh, if they did that, I'll, I'm sorry. I think they will fail. If they put it team for team, to me, it has to be unrated to fully, in my opinion, fully capture the character. You know, it'll be M, and it usually doesn't affect the sales like it yeah. does for movies if they're rated R or something. Like it's fine. It'll be an M. But even with M, it could still not have dismemberment or anything like that. Well, I, I hope though. I, like I hope. Asamiak does that, you know. I hope it's yeah, you know, they keep Spider Man, Spider Man, but I hope they understand that with these two characters, two completely different styles, and I hope they keep, you know, they they make something natively true to the character. You know, they keep the the style and brutal, and that's what I hope. And I'm excited to see it again. They just showed the CGI trailer, and not even a release date. It shows me they're very early in development, and I just can't wait to see the first gameplay. Maybe in two years, you know, we'll see some gameplay, and I, I'm excited for that. And, Carol, what what's what's next on your list? <laughs> I so I actually went in order of the state of play. So, Knights of the Old Republic was obviously a ten out of ten for me, excitement level, and I just gave it the same for the PlayStation fan. I'm so thirteen out of ten for PlayStation. <laughs> we'll go normal numbers with ten out of ten all across the board. Uh, the next one after that okay. was, was the title Project Eve. Beautiful game. Uh, I, I did give it a little bit low because I felt like it is beautiful but and the gameplay looked good, but I didn't really get a feel for like the story. I think it's also a brand new IP, so it, you know it's got to prove itself a little bit. I gave it a six. So that's personal score. So for interesting. A place- yeah, for a PlayStation fan, it could, you know, obviously higher. I think it would be a nine. Yeah, maybe, nine. Yeah, maybe an eight for some if they, you know, aren't into that type of game. But I was very impressed by the graphics. It, it looked beautiful. The hair physics made me jealous. I want hair like that. And, and the beginning of the trailer, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like at the beginning of the trailer, when I first saw that, her like fighting some weird alien thing in space or whatever. Um, I immediately, my reaction was like, oh, wait, is this Ninja Gaiden 4? Is it possible? You know, even though she's <laughs> not Ryu, but Ryu, um, I think in uh, Ninja Gaiden 2 Sigma, you know, there's, you have like Kasumi, you have, uh, I forgot the other female's name, but, you know, there's female ninjas in there. So when I saw her slashing up or whatever, I'm like, wait, can this be Ninja Gaiden 4? And it wasn't. So, yeah, but I'm still excited for this game. And then as the trailer went on, you also saw it looks like they actually show bits of gameplay in there. Yeah. And it looks like it's going to play as Dark Souls. Now, again, it's, you know, I love Dark Souls games, uh, even though Sekiro, um, I, I mean, I don't own that game. I really want it. But, um, yeah, I like that style of play, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And when you saw the beginning of the trailer and then when they show the actual gameplay, I'm like, wait, what? So it's not as fast paced as they're they showed in the trailer you know like the cgi stuff it, it doesn't play as fast uh to me so to me I, I really am i'm really curious i'm gonna keep my eye on this game and when it releases i'm definitely gonna keep my eye on reviews or just gameplay videos before i make a final decision of me picking up the game but so far i based on the trailer i do like what i see i would just like to i, I would have preferred a ninja gaiden style hack and slash for this game because of what how the the beginning of the trailer showed you know so that's just me i think that um gameplay wise i think it's going to be a little bit more combo based i was seeing her use like some type of kick style and it it reminded me a little bit of the game remember me where your focus is to like 
press buttons in the right order to get the right hits and combos. And so that's kind of where I'm thinking instead of like a Dark Souls where it's more of a parry system and a slash and things like that. Um, it looks like it's going to be very cinematic. And typically for those like cinematic games, they give you a combo base, something a little bit more fast paced. That way, because you're really jumping from like cutscene to cutscene. So the gameplay in between that has to be kind of engaging. That way, you know, it's kind of like a high intensity type of gameplay. So your, your attention is, you know, kept. And then once you get to the cutscene, you can kind of sit back and enjoy like the little movie that's being played. Or at least that's what I understood of that gameplay. But yeah, we didn't really see a lot of it, which is why I gave it kind of a low score, which is a six. You know, it's, it's, it's a little bit above half, so... Um, I think the closer we get to that launch date, the more we'll see maybe even like a demo or something like that, and that will be interesting. Tony? The only thing I'm thinking about this game is that if it's going to be called Project Eve when it launches. Oh, you think that that's just like a placeholder? Yeah, and generally, I don't think games should be called Project Blank because it kind of sounds unfinished. But right. yeah, outside of that, that was my only thoughts on the game. When they drop a release date, they're going to call it Eva. Eva? Coming this summer, you know. Eva. Yeah. Well, there's already an Eve online, so I don't think they can stick with just Eve. And then they have Evil, which is a fighting game competition. Right. <laughs> so they're back into a corner. I think just Eva. They got to change it. Eva, the. I don't know. I think if Eva, Project, fighting game. If the title Project Eve is relevant to the story, then that might be it. Because she did look pretty robotic. So it would be interesting if that was tied to the story. Like, hey, you're, yeah. an, you're an android under the. That's true. That was created under. Project. Yeah, the name Project Eve. <laughs> So. so is this another one coming to Xbox and PC? Yes. It's multi-plat. Right. I'll wait for Game yeah. Pass. That made the score just go up by it's a half open. a point. Because that means I can play it. Six and a half for Six Caroline. And half. Nine and a half for PlayStation users. Woohoo! You heard it here, folks. Now, the next game I want to talk about was Forspoken. There's a term in the anime community called an isekai, which is when somebody from like the modern world, our world, gets transported into a fantasy world or a world that's not their own and they have to adapt. Forspoken is definitely one of those. That was the trailer, I don't know if y'all remember, of the girl who she wakes yes. up like in a church and she and has beautiful hair. Yeah. Yes, beautiful hair. She has hair. a space stone. She has, uh, she has those, uh, the ten rings from Shang-Chi. Yeah. Someone's so opening a portal for her. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that game, to me, that is a story I really want to dive into and play. I was fully hooked into the trailer. Like, I was like, oh, man, what's happening? What's going on here? And it's called Forsaken? Forspoken. Forspoken. Spoke. Okay, okay. It's one of those Avawed situations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, Carl, what did you say? Forsaken. Oh, Forsaken. okay. And that one looked really cool. I gave it also a 6 out of 10 for myself because I was unsure if that was going to be on Xbox. What interested me was the story. The gameplay looked interesting in-game render like that we were seeing, that we were seeing presented. But 
I do have a feeling that when you actually play the game, it might be a little clunky. This is just like a first assumptions kind of thing. Because I've noticed that games that come out with that type of dynamic, I'm thinking of like, um, what was it, Watch Dogs, where they, they display like a type of cool gameplay feature, but when the actual game comes out, it could be a little underwhelming. So that's kind of the feeling I was getting with Forspoken, but the story is very interesting. The design is very interesting of this world that this girl was put in. And so I think that it has the potential to be a really good story game. So that's why the score for it, I gave it a five out of 10. So for PlayStation fans, this is a solid eight, which is not bad. And for me, I'll give it a, I'll give it an eight. To me, I'm very interested in this game. It looks fun. Um, and it's really cool that, I mean, this game, it, it, so far, it, it doesn't say it's coming to Xbox, but it's coming, it, it is multiplayer. It's coming to PS5 and Windows PC. So, most likely on Steam and stuff. And I do love the, the graphical fidelity of the game. And I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, did I see her like run on rooftops and stuff like that? Um, yeah. To my memory, she was like running on rooftops. I don't know. It looks like there's going to be a lot of, uh, free running so to speak and and um also i remember when this was shown off a little bit last year in jeff Keighley's stage i uh, saw so i think she was uh there was a cutscene of a, like a big dragon or something like that she was hiding from and uh in other words i have some impressions that you're gonna fight like some big bosses in the game um and yeah i mean obviously i'm gonna wait until the product comes out but at the same time i, I am excited for this game i must say for spoken Tony? Was it just me, or did everything look beautiful except for the facial animations? <laughs> I think I thought, well, because you're the type of person that pays attention to facial animations. I thought they looked fine. Everything looked like PS5, and the faces looked like PS3. <laughs> uh, that, to me, it looked great. I mean, well, then again... Uh, my screen, uh, or the stream, excuse me, became very pixelated because mm. YouTube still does not have that option to stream in 4K and due to compression, which is very, 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 very weird. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of pixels. <laughs> you can't tell. It could be, could be great. It could be bad. Exactly. It's up in the air. But yeah, besides that, I don't know if it's a game I'll play, but it is an interesting premise. Taking somebody from a different era, dropping them in a different world. And I did like that she was figuring everything out as I went along. And like calling out the creatures she, she was seeing and figuring out what she could do, what she's capable of. All of that's really cool. So, for PlayStation users, a 10. For me, a 2. I'm kidding. I'm not going to be ready. 2 out of 5? <laughs> sure. They should give us some like dual pistols, though. I think that would have been like more cool. That improves every game, doesn't it? For you, absolutely. Especially the slow motion game of the year. Yeah, even there's like ten games like that. They all deserve a game of the year. Yeah, to be nominated at the very least. Yeah, and especially put Punisher in there. Oh, game of all time, like best game of all time. I feel like you really got sold on Punisher with this conversation. Dude, yeah, like we were Carl... just talking about like hypothetical, but somehow you convinced me in my mind that it's happening. And yes. 
We're we're seeing the arc of Carl going from yes, old right. wilderness. Don't be nervous. I, I was staying quiet because I wanted you to finish. I feel like we're watching the arc of you going from oh Wolverine is one of the best, one of my favorite heroes of all time to like, no, nah, you know what, Punisher. Punisher is is really such a great guy, yeah, stand up guy. <laughs> he, he's amazing. That's I true. You're slowly realizing. <laughs> Tony, I think you got to change that, that picture to something else this time. I don't think Wolverine's gonna stay yeah. there that long. Not so like, yeah, I'm not trying to get off topic or anything. Quick comment, just yeah, like. You know, I always loved Wolverine, even when I was a kid. I always loved the character. Uh, I used to watch the X-Men cartoons. Always loved Wolverine, you know? Uh, when I heard X-Men, I'm like, Wolverine's not in it. It's not X-Men. Um, but then, he's still my favorite. But what made me really, really like the Punisher, I did like him back then. Like I mentioned, I have the original Xbox game of the Punisher. And, you know, I love the style, the vigilante, stuff like that. But what really made me uh, like the character so much more is when i saw the netflix series of the punisher or rather their devil season two when you first saw the punisher come out and um i forgot the actor's name but his interpretation John of punisher Bernthal. yes his interpretation of punisher <laughs> um he nailed it to the t which again i i just really love the character uh, that he portrayed and then when punisher season one came out season two like it's he's just dope so he's up there with wolverine but wolverine is still my all-time favorite hero so Carl, my question to you is: Do you want to finish off this podcast as a Punisher podcast and fit, and talk about the showcase later, or do no, you? That was just a quick comment. That's it. That was a quick comment. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. yeah. The Punisher's awesome, though. He's awesome. He is. And, and that's mean, a game comment. I would want to play too. Definitely, and it has to have. And I'll easily say more than Wolverine. Honestly, I'll take Punisher over Wolverine. You know what? Uh, just because we barely get a Punisher game. Again, the last one we received to my memory, again, was back in 2003. Um, I do believe that's the year. But the one I mentioned for the original Xbox PS2, that was like the last Punisher game we ever received. And again, 2009, mm -hmm. we received the Wolverine game. So we both need games of each, but if only one could be made, I do agree that we need a Punisher game. I think it's about time someone took up that mantle. Um, I'm not sure. Well, actually, I think Rocksteady would be a perfect studio to do that, even though they Ooh, made yeah. you know, DC the game. Batman. What? Yeah, the DC. Yeah, like even though they made Batman, you know, but they're not working on Batman no more, and I think it would be amazing if they worked on a Punisher title. Because they also, before the Batman series as well, they, they worked on a... Um, and I'm not trying to get off, off topic again, but like they made this game called um, Riot something. I forgot what it's called. Um, oh my goodness, I'm trying to remember the name. The name is like right there. Um, oh man, I forgot, but it, it's basically, yeah, what's it about? Well, the game is about, uh, how should I say, there was a new division build. Uh, it was like a police slash military, like it, it's pretty much a police uh division, but they have authorization and status of the military. Um, and because there's like riots that breaks uh that broke out across the United States. I see here urban chaos, riot response. Thank you, yes. Thank yes. Oh my goodness, yes. You cracked the code, bro. All right. That game is a first person uh shooter and it's it's really outstanding. Uh you have a riot shield, um, you could do lethal, non-lethal, and uh Rocksteady made that game and 
it's a really and as you play and and depending on your perform and certain uh, uh missions and stuff like that um you unlock upgrades and it's it's, it's a really it's an outstanding game highly recommend it if you could play it definitely check it out but to me it's a masterpiece it's it's one of those um underrated games like to me it's, it's an amazing it's a masterpiece but barely anybody talks about it and yeah um, i never heard of it until you mentioned it for playstation 2 on xbox yes this is old yeah <laughs> yes but it wow. looks it still holds up well today even like not just gameplay wise but even graphically it looks amazing um i own it for the original xbox i, I have a physical copy actually over there on my shelf and it, it's amazing i really treasure that game it's fun it's so much fun but um yeah so that's why because of that game i think they would do very well with a punisher game that was my point of bringing up that title all right rock said he finished up that suicide squad and um get on punisher yeah that's right you heard it that caroline we can maybe continue on the list absolutely uh rainbow six extraction i gave it a four for a personal excitement level because oh i, I... <laughs> yep i hear it in the side Wait, before that are we skipping tiny tina uh i d- well yeah i have her later in the list because she's Tiny Tina was announced at, I guess we could talk about that one now. It was announced at E3 during Xbox's showcase, I believe. And so this isn't a new announcement. This game has already been announced this year. And to be, like, it was also the same amount of content that was announced during E3. So it's not that much of an announcement, just that, oh, hey, it's also coming to PlayStation. So my excitement level for that is a five, but I kept I, I kept that the same. Although if you're a Borderlands fan, you know, we'll pick it up three and we'll make it at eight because uh you know, I think the fun aspect of it is like the co-op. The last Borderlands game I played was the pre sequel. So I haven't played I think it's what, Borderlands three? Uh, the most recent one that's come out? Yeah, the most recent one is three. I haven't played three, but I'm assuming that this game, you know, Borderlands it's a good time. It's, uh, no matter what happens, it's still going to be a good time. It's still going to be fun. Um, I think I just haven't had a wow experience with it yet. It, the gimmicks of it kind of get a little old, but that's just, you know, a personal opinion. So what is going to be interesting is that, doesn't it go, is it going to be on Game Pass or not? I don't think it is, right? No. No, has been all announcements of uh, it coming to Game Pass. Yeah, that would have made the excitement level go up, but I think that just by itself right now, I gave it a 5. And if you're a Borderlands fan, it's an 8. But obviously, I I'm, this is a general assumption. <laughs> Tony, you want to go first? Yeah, I think... I don't remember how much they showed during the Gearbox presentation, but I don't remember seeing gameplay like they showed here i remember them showing a lot of cgi and just hearing tiny tina's voiceover and stuff yeah and but, uh i can say yeah i only played the first borderlands and i did have a good time but not good enough to stick around and i won't be getting tiny tina's wonderland but i do think it looks pretty different from the other borderlands enough to be interesting for a different group of people to try out because it is catering to like 
fantasy and they had like the D&D elements and role playing and stuff like that. So that looked really cool and they have the mixture of guns and magic which that's awesome. How often do you see that? It looks pretty cool. That's all I thought. Yeah, and yeah. I agree. Um that game looks absolutely fun. And I love Tiny Tita as a character too. She makes me laugh a lot. <laughs> she makes me really laugh. Um and yeah, as um the Oh my goodness, I think Jeff Keighley, yeah, when it was shown, it was just a CGI trailer and to let us know that, oh, it's coming because um, there was a lot of rumors piling up that 2K was, um, they had an unannounced game and the rumors were it was Tiny Tina. Uh, but this announcement, PlayStation, they showed actually gameplay, actual gameplay and it looks really good. To me, I still have yet, I own, it's funny, I own three, but I have yet to play it because I haven't beaten part two. And <laughs> it's, it's very bad. I got to be part two because I do want to play part three. Uh, but even though this game is a spin-off, it is a spin-off, so it's not gonna um, you know, it's its own thing. And yeah, I like that there is, you know, the in a medieval world, so to speak, role playing like Dungeons and Dragons or something. Um, you get to fight dragons and those kind of like creatures with guns, you know, not just a crossbow or anything. And again, just hearing Tiny Tina, I think it would be an outstanding time to a standing game to play. And it'll just be funny and really cool. Um I'm not sure if this would be. I mean, it depends if I beat Borderlands three by then, <laughs> but um, I don't think this will be a day one purchase for me necessarily. But this looks like an overall fun game, um, and for some weird reason, I feel like we've seen a lot of games that take a real serious approach, and it's cool that this game is, you know, it's it's a it's a game that doesn't really take itself seriously, but at the same time, the action is very good, you know. So I am excited for this title. And to be honest, I'll give it a 8.5. Your excitement level, 8.5? That's correct. All right, cool. Um, I also wanted to mention, I almost forgot, they played Baby Metal during That's the right. trailer. Yeah, and they I was just Baby Metal. I had no idea who they were until probably like a couple months ago when uh, Dalek showed me the video give me chocolate the song they played and that was wild <laughs> but if it's a trailer perfectly if it's a perfectly and i was also thinking they had a lot of good music in the showcase and i was trying to remember what was that song they were playing in the very beginning of the showcase with the live it was like the live action chess game you guys remember that chest ultra the live action is it was like real people and they were doing like a video to start off the show and it was like a chess game it was like kings and pawns oh. and queens and stuff like that yeah that wasn't a game though that was like the oh yeah i know i'm saying live action just video yeah. to introduce the show um yeah. it had a really cool song in there and i was trying to remember where is that from it sounds so familiar and i don't know if i got it right but now i'm thinking was it in the wonder woman trailer too wonder woman 1984 I'm gonna have to look it up. Anyways, I'm done with that. We gotta go back. That's off my mind. (laughs) And I guess if you can answer it quickly, what is baby metal? Or should I actually have to show? Baby metal is. (laughs) We're gonna have to watch the video. Uh, Well, we'll show you the video afterwards. Let's just watch the video. Let's watch the video. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. We're gonna derail. Baby Metal is a Japanese. That's all right. After the show, let's thing. watch the Punisher trailers. Oh my god! Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <For Baby Metal. laughs> 
We're going to edit the Punisher trailers to have baby metal over it. That's what we're going to do. But no, baby metal is a Japanese girl group. That, and when they originally became popular, they were all young girls. They were little, maybe like 14, 15. And they made their presence known because it's three girls. They're really young and they were singing heavy metal. So that their their songs would start off like nah, 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 then, and so they uh, really put oh, themselves on the map with that, yeah. And so that's like, and that's kind of their whole aesthetic. They dress in that kind of Lolita style, like the you'll see it in an anime, the maid, but like the cute frilly maid, not the saucy ones. And uh, they dress in that kind of style, but black, like gothic and emo, and they sing heavy metal and. Uh, that's what baby metal is. That's the band. So I'm glad that they're still active, that they're still together as a group, because the last time I heard about them was like back in 2013, maybe. It's been a while. They're all probably not babies anymore. All right, interesting. I guess we'll see it after the show. But uh, um, so before we spoke about Tiny Tina's Wonderland, what game were we talking about before then? Rainbow Six Extraction. Rainbow Six Extraction. All right. Let me get my opinions yeah. out the way right before you guys speak about this game. I almost threw up when <laughs> this game was shown. Again, um, it's it when oh my goodness, like the trailer they shown at this event made me not like the game more. Why I don't like the game? Um, it's not that because it's it's you know aliens. As a matter of fact, I love the fact that they're taking that approach with the franchise. You know, all the operatives fighting against a alien threat or a virus, whatever it is. Um, but it's it's really weird to me, and that you know the outbreak was first an update for the Rainbow Six Siege. It was an update. It was a limited time uh, event, and. I played that like crazy, and it was amazing. It really felt like a Rainbow Six slash Left 4 Dead. And it's it's weird to me that Rainbow Six Siege has better graphics than, you know, Extraction. And, you know, again, in the update, it played very well. The monsters look actually, like, really scary. It was really dope. But when I look at Extraction, to me, the, the character, the, or rather, the enemy designs look unmotivated. They look... They just look weird. They look uninspired, so to speak. It looks like the development team is just trying to come up with an enemy. Oh, let's create a black blob and, you know, call it an enemy. You know, like, it's just, it's weird. And I don't like that they're only making three players cooperative. To me, it's weird making that odd number. You know, why not four? Uh, especially how much I zombies are Destiny. fighting. Destiny did start that trend. And also, it's just... um. Again, when when Rainbow Six Siege, I look at that, the graphics look better, the guns feel great. When I look at Extraction, it looks like they downgraded, in my opinion. I mean, when I look at the trailers and stuff, and even the gameplay trailer, like it really looks like they downgraded the graphics. And even then, it just it looks. I don't want to use the word out of place, but it just it doesn't look like they put. I don't feel like there's passion behind the game. I feel like it's just, it's it's a copycat, so to speak, of Siege, and but not in a good way. And it's just, it doesn't look fun, especially in the trailer when you saw him throw down the RV car and he looked at the zombies, or whatever, and he found them, and 
it just it just looked overall just really nasty to me. And literally when it came out, I was like, oh great, what a waste of time. Like literally that 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 popped in my mind. I, I was one of the ones that was saying next. <laughs> you know, like it was just really weird. And again, it's it's a situation where I hope I'm wrong, of course, because I love Rainbow Six and I you know, I was one of the ones where when that update came out um, a couple of years ago, I was like, man, I, they could make a full game out of this. Like, it would be really amazing. And, you know, I was rooting for them about that when they did announce it. But the the final product, man, I, I, I still think it needs to be cooked a little longer. You know, I think it needs to be put back in the development oven and they, they need to make it well done, you know, and make it medium rare. <laughs> no, make it well done. <laughs> Come, on, man. Come on, man! You got to right, get that well done. Go bloody. How what? how much different does Extraction look to that to the Alien game mode that came out in Siege? Like, do the aliens look completely different? Does it play completely? Oh. Does it look like it plays completely different? So, this is legit. Um, straight up off of memory. Straight up off of memory, it does play completely different. Um, I do believe in the update you there was there was different missions and you'll be like you and like i think i'm not sure if it's two other people um or it was four i i forgot the number but you and your teammates you have to go and you have to either collect a sample um or you have to go and extract this doctor that's stuck in the hospital um something along the lines and the best way i could really describe it it felt like a, a left for dead there was a lot of hostiles running at you and you're fighting your way through you have to work together um there may be points where there's a horde coming and you gotta like stand off a little bit and also the juggernauts when um i'm gonna call them juggernauts like it's really brute looking like aliens whatever coming at you it was, it was scary and it had just a scary tone and i remember the the character designs looked better they, they actually look like uh mutated people if i'm not mistaken i get to my memory um but extraction they're I forgot. It's just it's still mission base. Was it? There's operatives that are taken, and you and a small team. Like I think like every mission, every couple of missions, you have to go and rescue an operative that has been covered by gunk. You have to like fight your way through, um, or you can sneak your way past. And even then, it's just the enemies. They look uninspired, like I mentioned. Um, for some reason your gun sways a lot like i remember the trailer that person was just walking and that's it that, that gun was like doing dubstep like it, it just kept <laughs> on jumping up and down as he was walking i'm just like i don't know it was just annoying to me it was just like it looked unnatural and um just i'm not really sure what they're going for here you know what i'm saying like it's just i, I forgot a little bit what the trailer what they mentioned is going to be but it just it looks weird there's like three different classes of zombies now and or, or whatever they called and you know you have to you know retrieve something and fight your way out you could take a stealth approach or guns blazing and, and it's just it just doesn't look good it's like hard to describe something about it just a few things about it rather just seems off and yeah it's like they lost what made the update great you know, in my opinion. Yeah, my sentiments are along the same vein as yours. 
To me, honestly, Rainbow Six in and of itself has lost me since Vegas 2. I haven't been as passionate about Rainbow Six since Vegas 2. You know, even with Siege and all that, I haven't gotten into it. So even like for Rainbow Six Extraction, I was already like discounting it. I was like, nah, I'm not going to play that. Uh, the co-op aspect of it, I, I don't like to undervalue co-op because I think every game is more fun when you're able to play it with friends. Even if it's a game that seems kind of clunky and you're not a big fan of, if you can play it with your buddies, you know, it's going to be fun. My excitement level that I gave it, since it's three players co-op, I gave it a three out of ten. Uh, I think Ooh, Carl, that's yeah, funny. that's funny. It, it, it is. <laughs> I think you kind of echoed my sentiments exactly, though. It doesn't seem. I just when I picture playing it, I picture you're playing the same three missions over again on the same two maps or whatever. Like, I don't see it being a fun experience. This isn't like a battlefield. Battlefield Five that was a massive like. Eh. But now with the new Battlefield coming out, it looks really interesting, really fun, really new and inventive. This game, Rainbow Six Extraction, is just a fully blown up game that was part of an update or an event that went on in Siege. And they're really treating it like that. So I think I, I echo those sentiments in that it doesn't look like it's its own game. It doesn't look like it's being flushed out and given the proper treatment of its own Rainbow Six game. I think that's kind of sad because Rainbow Six games were originally like the best of the best. They were the the must-haves, like Vegas 2 and heck, Siege is incredibly popular. So I think that this is kind of a downgrade that we're getting. And charge a full price, to my knowledge. Yeah. Was that $60 multiplayer only bullcrap? It is? Well, oh, that's terrible. To my knowledge. I could be wrong about that. Probably 70 Oh, God. I'll throw up. <laughs> <laughs> but what about you, Tony? Yeah, I wish I can... I wish I could give an opinion from a different point of view, but no, I I do not see a fun game when I look at that trailer. I don't like the Siege gameplay to begin with. I think I only played Siege once. And once it didn't feel like Vegas 2, I left it forever. <laughs> but yeah, this it just looks like Siege with with aliens. And a lot of people are going to like that. But yeah, the enemies don't look varied enough. What you got to do seems strange. Like, I don't want... I'd never want to sneak in a game with a whole bunch of aliens to shoot at. I do not want to do those missions. And I know that's not mandatory, but it just doesn't seem... Something about it just doesn't seem like a fun game. That's what I'm saying. That's what I couldn't wrap my, like, put my finger on. It just doesn't look fun. It's weird. So we'll pass. <laughs> big time pass. I, I, uh, to yeah. me, it's a big time pass. That Literally, yeah. I, I would... Get the game, maybe it was a five dollar bit, you know, or you know, or free. I, I think I would only get it yeah. if it was offered on Game Pass and I could just download it. No paying. Same here. Then I'll try it out. But but that's also another thing, and the last thing I'll say about it, but like you know, it sucks because I I don't want like the creators of Rainbow Six or, or or Ubisoft to be discouraged from trying something new. 
you know, like they're trying something new here with the same formula of Rainbow Six Siege, but I think at its core. But you, you get what I'm saying? Like, but I, I like when developers take risk, and I, I like when they try to expand upon a series, even if it's a spinoff. I do like that they do they experiment with that, but either they just got the wrong team or they I don't know if the higher ups are like, yo, you need to pump this game out fast and everything is just uninspired and just trying to pump a distraction game. I, I don't know. It's it's you know, it's just it doesn't look like a fun and a good game. But at, at the same time, I don't want this to fail because I don't want Ubisoft to be like, all right, well, we tried this. Um, we're not gonna try anything like this again. We're not gonna try a zombie, we're not gonna try an alien for any of our IPs or make a new IP with just straight up aliens out. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want them to be turned away from that idea or, or coming out with new ideas that um extreme, I guess I'll call it. So yeah. I would have those if they keep making it like this, maybe they could, you know maybe they could let it rest. And let the pros handle the alien games and zombie games. <laughs> I would have those sentiments, except if they treated it like its own game with something a little bit newer or just a little bit of spice added into the mix. This really just feels like Siege, but with aliens. And when you don't have enough creativity in it, you know, it's one thing to try new things but this doesn't feel new enough it doesn't feel different enough i feel like if they were to go a little bit more outside the box there would be more of a draw to it but i think that with this it really just feels like a reskinned siege and i concur i agree well What's the next one on the list? The next one on the <laughs> list is the Alan Wake remastered. Oh, yo, I forgot yeah. about that. I mean, <clears throat> I contain myself. Sorry. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say it quickly. I'm excited for it. It's awesome. I'm glad that they're doing a remaster. I'm gonna be honest. I I wanted a remake. Um, uh, but then again, the game it's a masterpiece. It's perfect in every way. Yes, it's it, <laughs> it, it, it is a masterpiece. I've played it. <laughs> it is a masterpiece, and pretty, you know. Thank God it's coming out for Xbox as well and PC. Um, Same day, right? No delay. It comes out October fifth. That that's a good question. I'm not sure if it's going to be a time exclusive. Um, again, I could be wrong about that, but I'm just happy to see because again, the 360 version is backwards compatible on the Xbox One, Xbox Series um, X and S. And you do. Yeah, I have it downloaded. I had it downloaded for a long time and I never played it yet. I was thinking about being it because I have the DLCs for it that I never touch, and actually I never finished the game. I'm like, I think I'm nearing the end. I literally passed the the middle part of the game. Then but that means I'm the just only one beating the game. Really? What about the DLCs? I have not beaten the DLCs. Please. I've only beaten the, the base <laughs> game. It was so sad when Alan Wake died. <laughs> <laughs> well, the DLCs. Well, he died at the end. No, I'm just kidding. Tony, you said no, but, uh, you didn't play it. No, but it, it's. <laughs> no, but it's it, you know it's cool that in Series X you get to play that with auto HDR and uh, more stable frame rate and stuff, and you know it's really cool. But I am excited to. I mean, simple answer would just get on PC, I guess. But we get to. I don't know what other enhancements they're doing. 
for the game. I think they actually updated the character models. I think I remember reading something like that. Um, but I am excited to see this game at a higher frame rate, 60 frames, and native 4K. I would love to see that. Um, and then I would even like, since this is going to be on the Series X and PS5, I would love to see it um, 120 hertz mode. Even if it's at 1080p, I would love to see 120 hertz mode and even ray tracing. Um, I think that would be dope, especially Alan Wake, since you know there's a heavy emphasis on a flashlight and just light in the game. And it, it, technically, it's a dark game, but you know with the lighting effects and the fact that you flashlight and street lights and um, overall, just to see how this game is going to be implemented with you know. Uh, native hdr in it and possibly ray tracing i'm really excited i don't know if they're going to put those things in there i mean i know hdr definitely and but but i would love to see uh, ray tracing 120 hertz and this game i'm excited 10 out of 10 i love alan wake big fan of it even though i never beat the game but what i played so far i love it it's a good game and 13 out of 10 for the PlayStation users. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. It's this game and one other that are low in the excitement level, but just because I've already played it, I've already beaten it and experienced it. So this is going to differ from the three, the plus three rule because uh, I've already played it. I've beaten it. That's why my excitement, excitement level is a two. I'm glad PlayStation is getting it and they're getting the remaster. That's great. I've a already two. beaten it. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I already beat it. So my excitement level is just excitement on behalf of others it's not a personal so that's why it's going to differ so it's a 2 out of 10 excitement for myself but for playstation fans it's a 9 out of 10 because this is a great game it's a good story they're gonna love it and everything and so it's a it's a good announcement i was like hey this is neat they're gonna remit they're gonna remaster it that's really cool first time on playstation yeah big, deal. big time big time big deal that's why it's a 9 out of 10 if you're a PlayStation fan. This is a good game. And I hope this is successful so we could see... Uh, I feel like I stuttered. S -s successful. Uh, <laughs> I hope this is really successful and we could even see an Alan Wake 2. You know, like, like in other words, Ooh. like... Because I think years ago it was announced, like, oh yeah, the project got canceled and stuff like that. Or it was stuck in development, whatever. But seeing this remaster happen and if it sells well... I think Alan Wake 2 could be closer than ever before. And um, that is what fans wanted for a very long time. So um, I'm excited for that possibility. What's that game Remedy's doing right now? Control. No, wasn't it the, the other one that we're waiting on? And you're always checking for updates on Twitter and stuff like that? And a different team is doing the multiplayer? Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, Crossfire X. Remedy All is right. doing the campaign, and then a South Korean studio is doing the multiplayer. Yes. All right, so once that comes out, then they finally start development on Alan Wake 2. And I guess that's for a different podcast, because it's literally a weird situation what's going on with that game, too, Crossfire X. Do you want to do the Punisher right. podcast first or after <laughs> the Crossfire X podcast? I think we could fit both of them in one. <laughs> All the action packs. So, bro, there's a lot of Punisher to cover. Well, they could put the Punisher DLC for Crossfire X. Oh, now we're talking. Okay. All right, but we'll save it. All right. Yeah. The crossover. So the most ambitious crossover in history. <laughs> Crossfire X and Punisher. 
Cross Punisher. What is that? Crossfire X Punisher. Yeah, Crossfire, Cross Punisher X Mark Spot Edition. Crossfire. Yeah. So, so uh, Tony, you said that you were interested um, in, in Alan Wake too. Like you were, you were hyped for this, or? Eh? Oh, Alan Wake. Yeah, I've been having. I've been needing to play it for a long, long time now. I have the 360 copy that I've never played. Like I've had it since the 360 and never played it. I've had so much opportunity to play it, and I never did. So I don't know if I should. I mean, I guess technically, yeah, I should play it remastered at its best, but I don't know. How much is it? 60 bucks? And that's what I want to know. Are they charging yeah. the full $60 for this? Because it's just, a, I couldn't stand if it was a remake, but it's a remaster. And even though it's going to have some enhancements, like, for example, it's going to, I do believe it's going to take advantage of the DualSense um hectic feedback and stuff like that which is will be really great um but i'm not sure if it would justify a 60 dollars price tag um so i'm really curious about that i hope it you know if it's 40 i'll, I'll still pick it up because i think that game is again it, it is a masterpiece in my opinion it's it's a really great game so far i think, I think for a remaster that's correct. Not going to <laughs> Even Carol has that saying is a masterpiece that she beat it. And you're I like did. in chapter one. Yeah, it's crazy. You beat the game and you're still <laughs> in high for it. I understand that. I understand it though. Kind of. But no, I get it. I I wouldn't be hyped for it. I'd be like, oh, I beat this game already. Yeah, no that's my thing. Well, I love like... a game so much that I beat the living heck out of it. Like for example, Watch Dogs. I've I I sorry. I was going to say, not every game is Mass Effect for me. You know, there's only one Mass Effect. That was a game that I beat, and I was like, oh, heck yeah, I'm playing this again. And uh, Alan Wake was one of those, like, all right, I beat it. That was good. All right. And that was it. <laughs> now that I think of it, I guess it's Master Chief Collection for me. Yeah, well, that, and then also, again, well, not Watch Dogs, but uh, Sleeping Dogs, I meant to say. I owned a 360 copy. Yeah, of I was thinking Watch Dogs there. I didn't know that. You played mm -hmm. that that much? No, no, yeah, I meant to say <laughs> Sleeping Dogs. My bad. Okay. I get confused. Uh, but yeah, Sleeping Dogs, and then when it was announced a definitive edition to the Xbox One and PS4, um, I think around 2015, 14, one of those years, um, I was like, yo, yes, I'm being that game again. That game I could play over and over again. I still uh, replay the mission stuff. It's it's a really great game. So for me, it's optimized re <laughs> for Series X. So actually, yes, actually, yes. Um, it's well the definitive edition came out back on the xbox one but fpf boost um that game is supported so because that game when it came out the the remaster for the xbox one it was at 30 frames but you get the and i think it's at 1080p um you get all the dlcs whatever in, on the disc whatever which is really cool uh but on an xbox series x you get to play that game for the first time on console at 60 frames per second and it's a game changer and it looks amazing running at 60 frames per second and with auto hdr as well because when that game came out hdr was not a thing either so yeah when when that came out fpf boost i'm like yo i'm playing this tonight and that's exactly what i did and that's such a blessed time but anyway dude yes i highly recommend it listeners try it i have yeah. i have the gold uh definitive edition when they were giving it out. Oh, I, I honestly, I think you would not. Um, yeah, you would. Knowing you, you would honestly really enjoy it. You would really, really, really enjoy it. Knowing you. We'll see. 
I'll report back. Please do. Okay. <laughs> so, next one on the list, Caroline? Yes, it's GTA 5. Caroline, too. Huh? Sorry, real quick. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Did you ever play Sleeping Dogs? Because that's a game, honestly, I know you will love. I have not. I have not played Sleeping Dogs. We'll talk after the podcast. All right, so you said <laughs> GTA 5. GTA 5 and GTA 5 Online. It's coming to PlayStation. Uh, is it 5? What is there left to say about this? I know. It, it's uh, that, not... that's, This is the one that the other outlier, along with Alan Wake, it's an excitement level one because it's already out everywhere else. You know, it's like it's almost kind of like it's an about time kind of thing. But if you got a PlayStation 5, hey, this is very exciting because GTA 5 is only the most popular game right now. I think it's number one on Twitch. It's coming out so, for the Xbox Series X as well. Yeah. So this um, is a, an exciting announcement for PlayStation fans. Yeah, it, it's really cool. Uh, well, it, it's interesting because they use the show to pretty much confirm that they delayed the game. Originally, this the GTA 5 remaster was scheduled for this year, in November. Um, but obviously, when they show off that trailer, it's now moved up to next year, uh, March. in March. March of next year. Which, whatever, they, you know, they do what they gotta do to, I guess, you know, um, flush it out, you know, make sure it's not glitchy or whatever like that. It's really cool. I think they confirm it is gonna have ray tracing, and it is gonna have 60 frames per second um, at 4K. And of course, um, as we saw in the trailer, just the loading times, which um, <laughs> it, it, it needs that. It needs that to the T. It's going to take advantage of... I, I don't trust the trailer. I know they were saying like seamless transition, but I'm like, hmm, how much of that is just in editing? Yeah, that's a good point. I, I can understand that. That's a good that, point. That, 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 I can understand that. But I don't know. I guess we'll put that to the test. Because even like downloading the xbox one version onto the xbox series x um i think on the xbox one the base one i think legit it took like a minute and a half to load whether it's single player and i think longer in multiplayer um but i literally tested on the series x and downloaded onto the ssd eternal um it literally loaded in 35 seconds i was gonna say did you say one minute for your mr xbox x xbox one x because on the Xbox One S, I could load up GTA 5, go to the restroom, make a sandwich, talk to my mom, take Luke outside to do his business, come back, and I'm still loading into the game. Like, that loading yeah. time is nuts. But on the Series X, on the SSD, I'm in, and like, that, that's one minute. The loading time is substantially shorter. I timed it. It's 35 seconds on the SSD, on the Series yeah. X. And also, listeners, as a quick uh, fun fact, when Caroline mentioned Luke, that's her doggy, not a man. So she didn't take her man <laughs> to go out and do his business. I just want to clarify that. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone thought that. Well, Sorry. now they know. Now they know it's my puppy. Yes. Her son has a doggy. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so in other words, my point was that, uh, yeah, if it loads up in 35 seconds, and that's literally running natively on the xbox uh, the xbox one version um like from the ground up native xbox series x version uh i think it could be seamless i, I think it's possible it won't i mean of course you're not saying like oh it's automatically a lie you're just saying i understand like editing it's a trailer stuff but 
honestly, I do believe it could happen, especially where I think it was last year or so. Um, there was this modder that actually helped uh, Rockstar to um, make a patch on PC so the game could load faster. And Rockstar, I think, actually gave this dude, what, like $10,000 um, for that um, advice, so to speak. Um, so, yeah. So, in other words, I think it's possible. I think it could be seamless. And I hope it is. And, you know, we're, I do believe they announced it's going to be a free upgrade as well to those who own the Xbox One version. So, um, that's uh, good news. Yes. So I, I hope that uh I mean I'm I'm gonna jump back in and, and I, I really would like to see that game running at sixty frames. To me, the combat I always had fun in that game, but it always uh I think Tony, me and you had a conversation about this a few times where it sort of feels clunky the combat a uh, combat. And for me, I truly feel that playing the game at sixty frames could definitely wrinkle that out, you know um and yeah in my opinion so you know again i'm not like super excited oh it's coming out you know i'm not i'm just more like oh i'm gonna get a free upgrade i'm gonna play it and you know i'll give my thoughts on it then and maybe i'll go through the story this time since everything will load faster and get to play on 60 frames and ray tracing yeah i just feel like this game has been around for a long time a long long time so just seeing it in the showcase is like, okay, just let us know when you're out. <laughs> just let us know when you're out. Yeah. I remember when the first day I got it from the 360, I went to GameStop and you know, I saw a mountain of copies and they were all being sold. All those copies. I'm serious. There was minimum over 100 copies I've seen there. Minimum. And it was legit selling like hotcakes. Yeah, I pre-ordered the game. I went to GameStop too, and it was really early in the year. And I don't know what was going on in my life at that point, but I was thinking, all right, hopefully I could come up with $60 by the end of the year. <laughs> and, and I told the guy, I was like, all right, and just in case, uh, just in case I have to cancel this before it comes out, can I do that? He's like, you have like 10 months to pay this off. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, bruh. Dude. Like, dude, dude. you can't afford it, I'll pay for it. Just, just yeah. get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I am a, uh, a standard, average GTA online player. I think I, to this day, when I'm on Xbox and I'm just kind of like meandering around, not really knowing what game to play, I load up GTA Online and go into the casino and spin the wheel, drive my car around the city, blasting the tunes, preferably their lo-fi radio station. They have some good beats there. So I am looking forward to the upgrade. I think it's going to be awesome. Already, when I got my Series X, the first game I loaded um, after transferring it to the SSD, the first game I loaded was GTA Online, just to see how quick the loading times were. The game is already, like, even though it came out so long ago, uh, it looks great, just right now. So I can only imagine how good it's going to look when this next-gen update comes out, or current-gen update, I should say. So yeah, um, excitement for the announcement itself was low, because uh, my sentiments echo Tony, where it's like, just tell us when it's going to come out. Just tell us when. But yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it. 
Awesome. And then what what is the next um game on the list? Are we reaching the end? Uh we've got one, two, three, four, five. Five left. Awesome. The next... So how about good? I was gonna say, do you wanna go into the next one? Or do you wanna keep going? What do you wanna do? Uh, uh you both expressed your thoughts? I did. Yeah. On the game. I'm ready for the next one. The next Sorry. one is Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, so my thoughts about this is going to be very quick. Um, it looks like a Japanese Doctor Strange. That's literally what I see when I see this trailer. Um, at first, I, I, a matter of fact, actually, I checked out the old trailers and the old gameplay when it was first revealed because I thought it was going to be a first-person shooter. Um, but it straight up looks like a Doctor Strange game if Doctor Strange was an Asian man um, from Japan. And, um, yeah. So It looks um, cool. But that so is that good or bad for you? Yeah, I was going to say that. So with that being said, <laughs> for me, I'm like, eh. I was excited, but... Sorry, I had a sneeze. Um, I, I was excited for this, but then when I saw the trailer at the show, I'm like, eh, I'll pass. <laughs> so this is my first time seeing so, anything about... Yeah, I didn't like it. This is, this is my first time seeing anything about this game. Um, I don't remember if I've seen anything about it in the past, but it looked cool. It looked really cool. I, I wrote, like, notes down for first impressions. One was interesting. Loved the aesthetic. You don't remember Ikumi at E3? That's what it was. Ikumi. Ikume. Even though she's not there anymore. Thank you. Yeah. She's not. Mitane. I love her. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Uh, um. I do remember that kind of announcement from last year. I did not put two and two together. Thank you for reminding me. But... It looks like Japanese thriller meets Mirror's Edge kind of look thing. It looked a little Mirror's Edgy. Mirror's Edge. Just a little bit. I got a little bit of like a nostalgia for Mirror's Edge as I was seeing the trailer. I just got a little whiff of it. It looks cool. It looks really cool. Like just from a aesthetic perspective, it looks really cool. So it's interesting. I'm definitely going to keep my eye out for it as m hopefully more info comes out the closer we get to launch because it does, I think it needs a little more context. It needs a little bit more gameplay shown, but, and maybe a little bit of the mechanics as well, just to be like, oh, hey, this is kind of how you do it. But I'm going to keep an eye on it. It looks really neat. For me, my only reaction was, oh, I forgot about this game. <laughs> Legit, that, legit, that was my reaction too. In comparison to me, who did legit forget the game, I just forgot it was in the plan of, like, even with this, they, I don't think they gave a release date. No. So no. it's it's really weird. I'm, like nothing, not even a window. Most of the games are like that. Well, some of them gave a window, like a year. Uh. A season, you know, but this was nothing. So I guess they were just trying to remind you, hey, this is still coming out. 
Well, yeah, and... games that they really gave release date or year wasn't it like Gran Turismo, Spider Man Two, and that's it? Because God of War, Ragnarok. I'm not trying to jump ahead here. They didn't even give a release date for that. Not even a year. Uh, they gave some re- release dates so so far for other games. Tiny Tina, we know. GTA, we know. Uh, Guardians, we know. Alan Wake. Okay, okay. Rainbow Six Extraction. You're right, you're right. There's a few. I retract my statement. I apologize, listeners. Caroline, please continue. (laughs) Uh, The level of excitement that I gave it, though, Ghostwire Tokyo, is a 7 out of 10. I was very impressed. And uh, Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I get it's pretty high on my list, but I was impressed. It didn't look too scary for you? That's besides the point. Respectfully, I ask. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, like would you be playing that kind of game? I don't know. Like, is Respectfully, that... Caroline, like, you're no, scary. I think I was... you, you can't play this game, Caroline. You're too no. much of a weenie. <laughs> you're hyped for a game you're not going to play, Caroline? You're hyped for a game you're only going to watch PewDiePie play? <laughs> Respectfully? Respectfully. Of course. <laughs> Respectfully. <No>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I am excited. I'm excited to now playing it is another story because as Carl pointed out, dear listeners, it is it might be too scaly for me. But it still nonetheless looks cool. And the story is very interesting. I'm into it. And uh yeah, I'm excited. I have to kind of show my hand here and say that um you know, we have our boys over there working at PlayStation, but I'm not excited about Ghostwire or Deathloop, even though that's our, our people. And we're going to be getting those games, but it just does not seem very exciting to me. I'm okay with the games being over there delayed for a year. That's fine. But yeah, it doesn't. I feel you. If it's on Game Pass, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try Deathloop and Ghostwire, oh, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah. definitely is coming to Game Pass. It, it is. It's first party, but if yeah, it's I feel on, like show... If it's on Game Pass, I'm hands down gonna download it and try it. That's just without a doubt. Me too. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it is. It's it's the first party, um, and Deathloop. They showed so much of it. I'm just like, like at first I was like, oh, I'll try it out, but like they kept on trailer after trailer, and like every year I'm just like. Uh, okay, you know, it's it's there, and Microsoft owns it, but I'm not hyped for it. If know? we want to jump ahead, a little I, don't, bit. I don't really feel like I'm sold on the pretzel. Okay. If we want to, if we want to jump ahead a little bit, the next game is Deathloop, and uh, we can kind of jump onto that topic because I I kind of agree with Carl in that aspect. I think the more I see of it, the less excited I get, which is kind of weird, but. Uh, I don't know, even, I'm not motivated to play it, that's the thing, it's just I'm not motivated to check it out, like, a lot of these games that that we've talked about previously, even like Forspoken, I'm really interested into knowing what the story is, and what it's about, and how it ends, and things like that, but for Deathloop, it just looks like, like, Live, Die, Repeat, that Tom Cruise movie, you know, it's just kind of like, I'm reliving, or like, 12 minutes. Oh, if it did look like that, I'll be all over it. Well, yeah. I love it. So you disagree with that? Did it look like that for you, Tony? No, it looked a lot like what's that game? Dishonored. It looks a lot like Dishonored to me. I don't like the stealth. Too much stealth. Yeah, it did look like Dishonored. 
But I mean, like, that same type of premise of, like, oh, we're, we're reliving the same day over and over again. You know, that that's very... I feel like I, I'm a little oversaturated with that just because of, like, 12 minutes and stuff like that. You know, we've already gotten these games where it's just a repeat. It's a repeat. Time loop. And, yeah, it's a time loop. 80s, Frisk and Ray 2. Yeah. You know, it's just you're playing the same thing over and over again, and you have to figure out how to do things differently. And it's just uh, I feel like it can be a little bit of an oversaturated concept. Or maybe it's just it's been done already, and it's been done more creatively, and I don't see how Deathloop is doing it in a different aspect to make it their own. So that is why the score I gave it is pretty low. I gave it a 5 out of 10. I don't want to discount our boys at Bethesda. You know, I, they I gotta, still got my support. But... Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, like, that's the thing. I'm going to download it. If it's on Game Pass, I'm still going to download it and play it. But as for excitement, it's not fully there. But Sony's leaning into Deathloop pretty hard because that's pretty much their last big game for this year. Yeah, that's a good point. Since Horizon got delayed until next yeah. year. Definitely a sad time. Definitely weird. Just definitely a weird time. You know? I mean, I'm sure Ratchet and Clank is going to sell a lot this holiday. Um, but yeah, what else? They're really lacking the first party development. As to where I felt like this year with Microsoft, it's, it's a different conversation. I'm not trying to go deep into that, but I feel like Xbox, they. They showed that uh they got that unlocked this year, you know, like every. Well, month. Game Pass was heavily supporting that, but if you look at their first yeah. party launches, it was not much for Xbox. It's only been me- the medium and Microsoft Flight Simulator. Right, third parties, but I'm talking about yeah, yeah. like indies and also uh, you know double like you know twelve minutes uh or Psychonauts that that's a triple A, but um. If you see a list, they have definitely a lot of indies, but they are, yeah, they're they're exclusives, you know, or, or uh, first on Xbox. Yeah, but so I'm, it's definitely way more than than Sony. I mean, it you is fair saying? to point out that like Halo. No, well, their first Infinite, party, it's Sony still has it. Yeah, I think it is important to point out that Halo Infinite, um, they do have some aspects delayed, like the multiplayer campaign and stuff, but. Yeah, the the game itself is still coming out this holiday. Right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but like, you know, we have. Um, but th- but then again, it's a different conversation. So I'll, I'll say that for another time. Uh, but save um, that for the uh, the Punisher. Yeah, what was the next game on the list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's exclusive Punisher. I feel like it's a real deep, <laughs> deep uh, podcast that we're. We're finishing up the game list, so but, but that's that's a, that's definitely an interesting conversation. I would love to uh come back to in a future uh episode of Troy Gaming, hopefully, and then also after the podcast, maybe. But yeah, so what is the next game? It is Blood Hunt, that's the edgy vampire bruja game that was shown. I don't know if you remember that, yeah, the battle royale. Vampire. It's, uh, for, it's Fortnite with vampires. So. <laughs> All right, let's move on. What's next? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, no, to be honest, I'm actually like that right now. Yeah, I am like yeah. that. I, I'm uh, the same. I gave it a one. I would have given it a zero, but I wanted to give it something. 
Because, yeah, it's just it's Fortnite vampires. You gave it a pity hype? I did. I gave, it a, I gave it a pity point. That way, if you're a PlayStation and if you're into that, you're the gothy vampire gal person thingy fan, uh, plus three, it's a four, you know? Okay. So, when you say, like, Fortnite, are you talking about just the aspect that it's Battle Royale? Or, because, yeah. yeah, I was like, you can't build houses, stuff like that, you know? And the power aspect, and you could, you know, guns blazing and stuff like that, to me, it did look cool. But I'm you just... gotta build your coffin. Hold on a second. You gotta build I'm your joking. own wooden stakes and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't build, build a weapon. Wait, do you play yeah, as vampires? Or you... Do you play as vampires or vampire hunters? You're playing as vampires. Both. I do. Oh, both. Yeah. I thought you were playing as like myth- I'm asking well, more questions play- that I ever wanted to know about this game. <laughs> <laughs> from from what? what I understood it, you're playing as like bad guys because like one of them is a Buha, which is like a a Latin witch or a, a warlock. And so uh, from what I understood it, you're just playing as like villains. Uh the reason why I said both because I do believe to to my knowledge, you play as vampires. But you're hunting other vampires, so oh. you're a vampire. That's a vampire hunter. So that's why I said both. Uh, to my knowledge, I I thought that's what the game was. I assume they're gonna announce more different types of bad guys, bad people you can be. That's not just gonna be vampires <laughs> and bluehas, but you're also gonna be werewolves or something as well. Like, what oh, is it, Cora? Sorry, no, I just can't the way she described that. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, yeah. Rock and Ralph feel like just because you're a bad guy doesn't make you bad. Uh, guy. Uh, you know, that's what I was thinking about. Oh, uh, never mind. I, I was thinking about I thought you were talking about the way Caroline was explaining that. Yeah, what? I was laughing at the way what? she it. it reminded me of that. What? You're, you're, you're pacing when you explain that whole sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Caroline. Please continue. I'm moving on. It's like a train, and you're laying down the tracks as the train is moving. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. I know you mean. The next game is uh, it's it's by Epic Games. I I if I butcher this pronunciation, I'm sure you'll make fun of me. But Kid Amnesia or Kid Amnesia by Epic Games. Uh, we didn't really get a gameplay for it. We got a teaser. It had some scary imagery. And, like, um, drawings of monsters that were clearly done by children or something. Yeah, I, I barely remember this one. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. I was like, wait, was that, that was in the showcase? Uh, this is probably the time where I did black out. Or I think I, I, think, my phone. <laughs> I, I, think I probably looked at my phone, to be honest. The only reason I really took note of it was because it had the Epic Games logo before, like, the actual reveal of the teaser. And so I thought, like, oh, wow, Epic Games, okay, let's see what's happening over here. And they didn't give a lot of info. It was just a a name, like a, a logo, and it was, like, a camera going down a hallway, and you could see drawn images of, like, monsters or something, and then that was it. Yeah, I'm looking it up now. I guess it is supposed to say kid amnesia, but they spell a kid uh amnesia. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, I see it. I see it. It's like a creepy hallway. Could be like some sort of, I don't know, sanctuary of some sort with drawings on it. So the only reason I took note of it was because it was Epic Games, and um, I don't. I just, given the whole climate around gaming right now with the Blizzard Activision and the Epic Games conversation, I just thought that that was interesting. I was like, hmm, okay, I see you, Epic. Wait, what did Epic do? Epic Games was um, almost accused of the same thing as Blizzard Activision, just having a frat boy style workplace. And not only that, but they, uh, I I could be getting this wrong, but I believe the story was that they were hindering their HR from reporting instances of um, harassment and things like that. And so uh, they would purposefully tell their, and like not only that, but they hid evidence when their investigation was being done. They, They hid evidence that would prove that there was harassment and things like that. And so... They, it's just, it's the same, almost the same thing as Blizzard Activision. It's not even surprising at this point. We just got to add them to the list. I could be Crazy wrong, but that, that's just from what I've garnered um, when I've seen news about them. But again, this is not like diehard reporting or anything. That's just what I thought I read up. And uh, is this game going to be a Battle Royale, or is it just a horror experience? Another Battle Royale. It looks like it's just a horror experience, but like I said, we didn't get a lot of info from it. We just got a sneak peek at the setting and theme that we're going for, Mm -hmm. and it looks to be like a type of nighttime, like a child nighttime type of appearance. It's just called Kid Amnesia. So... I assume it's going to be something involving children and spooky things. The intro has to be a particular song. One intro, the intro to that song has to be, the intro to that song, that makes sense. The intro to that game has to be spending every day on your own. This here it goes. I'm just a kid and I have a. We have to do the scary version of that. (laughs) Maybe oh, like yeah. a slow piano. I'm just a kid. That's Have amnesia. No, no, no. It's like a, like um, a, I'm just a kid and life is a nightmare kind of thing. <laughs> nightmare! <laughs> I'm a kid! Alright. Well, just like moving on from kid amnesia, we have Uncharted. Uncharted's getting the remaster approach. Yes, can, can, is it okay? I could start off with this one. Absolutely, this you're the, the last Uncharted game. guy. You're the all un- right. You're- so go ahead. It's a very, very, very weird situation here. Um, okay, so Uncharted, I understand it. it. It's a very popular series. Absolutely, prove that. Sold a lot of units of uh, the trilogy and also well, the legacy. One, two, three, four, and then also Legacy. Um, it's just so weird because one, I mean, one, it, I, a remake for that for PS5 and PC. So already it, it's going to PC. I know Sony's been doing that for a while with Days Gone and Ghost of Tsushima. I think Ghost of Tsushima is on the way. Um, 
etc. You know, their first parties are going on PC. But when you get a PS5, um, in the box, you also get the PlayStation Collection. And the PlayStation Collection, Uncharted 4, is on there. And so it's it's a weird... One, one question is, so they're obviously going to charge for this since it's a remake, right? Or a remaster, whatever it is. And are they going to be charging for the remaster um, since they offer it free when you get the PS5? And then, so, so that's just weird to for me alone. Two, it seems to, I mean, technically... Uh, Uncharted 4, um, Thieves End, it did come out. Um, I, I'm trying to remember it was 2016 or so, what was it? 2016? I forgot what year, but you know, but it had the PS4 Pro, um, enhancement patch or whatever like that. Um, but on the PS5, for me, it, it, it just you could play it on there too. And for me, it's just like, why not just release a PlayStation 5 patch for it to make it run at native 4K 60 frames per second? Or a higher frame rate, um, just like Ghost of Tsushima is uh, does, and God of War. You can play that at 4K 60 frames, and even Days Gone, native 4K 60 frames. And like, why spend a whole budget on remaking the game, or I, I think it's a remaster for PS5 and PC? And there's just other questions, but those are just off the bat. Some of my thoughts, like. Why and also, does this feel too soon for them to do? So, yeah, what, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I think it might be a little too soon, but um, the comparison that I'm drawing to it, you're gonna have to add like a Mass Effect counter for how many times has Caroline mentioned Mass Effect this podcast? But uh, it's the same thing like Mass Effect one, two, and three. We're at 12, something <laughs> we're gonna go up to 14, baby, but. Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 is offered on Game Pass, and yet, you know, they they still... The, this is a different comparison, but just in the sense of, like, the business perspective of 1, 2, and 3 is readily available on Game Pass, and it's out. However, they still remastered it, put it all together in one collection, and sold it. Now, these games are older, obviously. They're not on current gen, unlike, you know, the current Uncharted right now where they're being sold with PlayStations and things like that. So I think, yes, it might be a little too soon. It might not be too soon for, like, Uncharted 1, because, you know, that game came out a while ago. So it, it's probably too soon for, like, something Uncharted 5, but for Uncharted maybe 1, 2, and 3, this is a good move. But it is a little weird that they're choosing to do the remastered now and not letting it marinate a little bit more. But maybe it's just because they want to hold on to one of their exclusive IPs and keep it fresh in the audience and in the market. Interesting. What about you, Tony? I think this whole thing only exists for the PC and PlayStation 5 is the supplement to that. I think this is Sony's plan to move forward and having their games come to PC at a later date because they're seeing some good sales on there with, what was it, Death Stranding and Horizon. And I don't know if... What was that uh, other zombie game? What was Days that gone? zombie game? Yeah, Days Gone. Is that on PC or no? 
It is. Okay. So yeah, I think they're seeing some good numbers over there. And I think this proves that they're going to continue with that. And that's why this whole remastered is really just so that PC players who haven't played it yet can play it at its best. The only thing I find weird is, why is it... First of all, it should have been the original trilogy remastered first so people who've never played Uncharted can play it on PC. And I agree with that. I do agree with that. Because even though they did remaster it on the PS4. Go ahead. Yeah. And I think I have that one. I think they, they gave it for for uh, a PlayStation Plus. Or I think completely free for some some promotion or something. But anyways, I don't know why they chose A Thieves' End and The Lost Legacy. It seems like a weird pairing to me. But yeah, I think this whole play is solely for the PC. And I think this is a huge, huge, huge deal that Uncharted is coming to PC. Like, this is one of the games I thought would never come to PC. I thought they were just going to put, like, the, like, the, you know, they're big games. Like, Horizon is a huge game, but it's not one of their main ones, like Last of Us, Uncharted, or I mean, yeah, Uncharted God sold so much on the PS3. That's where it started. It yeah, like, this is, this is where their, their brand is. You know, so it being on PC is a huge deal. And I think the better it does, the the shorter the amount of time is going to be before Sony starts putting their games day and date with PC, like PC and PS5. I believe that could happen. Like, I believe they'll see, like, there's really no, there's no loss in revenue or uh, PS5 sales launching day and date. But we'll see. We'll see. I just, I, I do get excited thinking about, all right, so I guess you don't, just like people don't need to buy an Xbox. They, if they have a PC, you don't need an Xbox. That'll be the same thing for PlayStation, hopefully in a couple years. If you have a PC, you don't need a PS5. And that means you could probably have Wolverine on PC and Spider-Man 2 on PC, Spider-Man 3, whatever. If Spider-Man you know, comes to PC, then I definitely have hope that Wolverine will soon follow. Yeah. I don't think it'll be as soon as Spider-Man 2, but we'll definitely be seeing more games coming to PC on Sony's side. And I think that's the whole point of this. The whole point of this Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection is pretty much a PC announcement in my eyes. Another perspective that we could consider, too, is the Uncharted movie that's coming out. I wonder. Oh, if... you're going to want to promote that. That's right. Yeah, I'm wondering if the release of this game that's might right. coincide with the movie. That way that'll, hey, you know what? You want a little more Nathan Drake? It seems a little weird to promote it like that, but Sony is not past doing that. Because remember in the no way home trailer they advertise their dual sense controllers yeah exactly which was weird yeah yeah it's so weird and out of place but it's like oh, they there saw an opportunity is. and they took it yep <laughs> definitely weird and well that's and again as an interesting point of view that you um took on it tony yeah very interesting i didn't even think about that i think it makes complete sense and Again, is it the people that 
because it, it sold a lot of copies, and even then they gave it away, like you said, the Uncharted Four, well, you, Legacy, but Uncharted Four, I do believe, like again, it's part of the PlayStation Collection. So, would they be offering a free upgrade to this remake or remaster, whatever it is? I Definitely forgot. not. <laughs> they like charging for it, and if people complain about it enough, they'll like. I think that was happening with Ghost of Tsushima, right? No, they were that charging happened. for the upgrade. Yeah, people complained about it, but they didn't do anything about it. It was Horizon Zero Dawn they announced because they locked it behind um, a deluxe edition. So basically, okay. you would pay eighty dollars for the PS4 and the PS5 uh, version. And uh, Jim Ryan said, "Hey, you know, they retracted a statement and." Um, said that they're offering a free upgrade. So you get it for the PS4. Whenever you get the PS5, whatever, you get a free upgrade for that. But he said moving forward... Yes. That's the part uh, I heard. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Moving forward, that's it. It's You're going to pay for your upgrades. This is the last is, freebie you get. Exactly, which is crazy um, <laughs> yeah. that he announced that. To me, I'm like, that's... It's crazy. It's, yeah, it's that's like, funny. Uh, <laughs> They're like, yeah, all right, so- fine, you get this one upgrade, but that's it. You're paying <laughs> from now on. Yeah, basically, yeah, like, like, yeah, he's doing us the favor. Yeah. And then you look at the competitor, Xbox, I mean... You get yeah, a free upgrade, and delivery. you get a you know free upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, you don't want to spend money, son? Here you go, you get a free upgrade, you know? Enjoy it. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and it's... And, how he said it with confidence too. It's like, you know, now you need to wear your mask outside and inside. No, I, I don't want to get political here, but it, it's it's. I don't know what my point that is. Was, but yeah, yeah, now you got to get a second job to afford your upgrades. <laughs> well, no, that, well, that's that's what I meant. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, why wouldn't you? Uh, I mean, you know, they're, they're competing against Microsoft, and it's just crazy that they're. They're going the opposite, you know. It's it's weird, but um, they're still yeah. winning by a, a long shot, so they can still pull stuff like this. Yeah, I gotta look up numbers. I don't know because Game Pass, man, it's you know numbers has been increasing on Microsoft side too. Even though that's another conversation, but it's just uh, a lot of decisions that Sony's been making lately. It's been a head scratcher. Like, okay, why that direction? You know, or like, wow, man. I mean, well. I guess you know why, but it's not. Oh, the direction I've been going slowly but surely. I feel like it's not really uh, putting the gamer first, if that makes sense, you know. Um, but again, I, I think that falls underneath. That's just my opinion, and that falls another topic, I guess. Um, but there's a lot I, of those going on tonight. You got to write yeah, them down. Yeah, I, I just I don't. Know, when we talk, I guess, just stuff just flows, you know. Stuff just comes out like Punisher the Punisher Wolverine. Only yeah, I'm waiting for that podcast. Let me know when you're gonna do it. <laughs> we gotta have. But some, was like, that all Punisher... the games that we got through? All the games we do have two that I feel were not really worth mentioning, and that was Chia, the Moana meets Breath of the Wild like game. I remember that. And GT Seven, aka PlayStation's version of Forza. <laughs> a lot of PlayStation fans will be upset at that. <laughs> yeah, Gran Turismo. Uh, or so, yeah. Forza is Xbox version of Gran Turismo. 
Carl, you're not going to plug my social medias, are you? I don't want to get canceled so soon. I won't. But, uh... <laughs> I will. No. Uh, yeah, like, I would like to play a Grand Turismo game. I would like to try it out, absolutely, but... I used to play them a long time ago. Really? You never told me that. I mean, I guess we never... Yeah, you remember my... You remember my cousin? Uh, this was... So many of I had a cough drop in my mouth. I don't know if that was coming through. Uh, you remember... <laughs> no, hold on a second. I don't know if you heard my team clack in there. Uh, hold on a second. <laughs> All right, I'll back. Please continue. I'm sorry. Just come out. Yes. Gotta clip it back up. Um, <laughs> do you remember around the time we met that cousin that like we were playing soccer outside in the courtyard and stuff? Oh yeah, my man. Yeah, he was playing street soccer, straight up. Yeah, yeah. FIFA Street. Yeah, he was he was really into cars and stuff, and he would buy the Gran Turismo games and play it. Oh uh, well, we would play it. You know, he wouldn't just like I had the PS. I think it was on PS One. Yeah, I had my PS One. And uh, we will both play it on there. And I remember we played a lot of Gran Turismo 2 and Gran Turismo 3. I never got into cars, but I liked racing. I liked I liked uh, customizing and stuff. But, yeah, and this is a big deal. This is another big deal that, um, in the showcase. Because there's a lot of quiet racing fans that's been lacking Gran Turismo. This has been a sleeping beast for a long time and as it's been yeah, awakened and, and it looks good it, it looks, looks good. fantastic yeah and you know what it's exciting to see forza versus gran turismo i do want to see that so it is it definitely yeah. is but after seeing horizon like horizon 5 seeing the mini games you could do like bowling and other stuff. Yeah, I'm going to be on Forza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Wanna, I'm so hyped about wanna that. I want to knock pins down. Yeah. You know? I hope they have the GTA parachute game because that was awesome. <laughs> That'll be dope. Caroline, what were some of your thoughts on it? You like racing games, right, Caroline? Yeah, you do. I like racing games when they're fun. I'm just kidding. Take your time. <laughs> I like racing oh, games. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Gran Turismo fans. <laughs> No, I like racing games. What's your Twitter, by the way? <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> I like racing games. I'm not a fan of this overhyped graphics racing games where it's like you could see yourself in the image of your car that's being portrayed in the video game. I'm just not a fan of that. Um, it's not for me. I understand that it is a sleeping giant. But, uh, like, I like racing games. I just don't like it when they're so overcomplicated. And it's more about the car. It's more about, like, having the car and taking care of the car and upgrading the car than it is about racing kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it looked pretty. It's neat. I'm sure racing fans So the simulator games you don't like. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, I like racing games when it's, like, Crash Bandicoot. And uh, fusion uh, racers, like Mario that's not nice. racing. Yeah, you know I like stuff like that. But uh, this is more of like uh, you know, like the racing simulators and kind of thing. And it, it, you know, it's it's got an audience. You're right. I agree. 
That was a very respectful way to turn the game down. Good job, Caroline. Thank you. Thank very you. respectful way to best. shoot it. Yeah. Shoot yeah. It. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the Forza of PlayStation. <laughs> that's a, that. That's immediately what I first thought. I was like, "Oh wait, is PlayStation finally getting Forza? Oh, it's not called Forza. Okay, it's called something." What is else. this knockoff Forza? What oh, Gran Turismo. Okay. GT7. I think I'm gonna cancel this mm-hmm. point. This is my show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowing this to be spoken this on. This is the gonna be the last time I'm on your podcast, and she was never invited again. <laughs> if she's not back, you guys know why. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get all the Gran Turismo hate. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> all right, and then, well, and then that's pretty much that was the whole showcase, right? We went through every single game. God of War. I think. Uh, well, yeah, I was just about to. God say, of we War. Haven't talked, we haven't talked in depth because we mentioned God of War earlier, but we haven't gone in detail. But God of War was the big one. That was the big reveal. Did you guys start that, and then I will be the last to comment about that i'm 100 percent excited for god of war that I, I think kotor knights of the old republic and god of war are the Boy. driving forces behind me wanting to get a ps5 i want to play god of war ragnarok so bad it looks beautiful atreus is older the boy has gone through puberty he's gonna be a man and I am so looking forward to that. And the story, they also, it, it has been confirmed. This He's is not the a man last, yet, Carl. He's not a man yet. This is the last God of War in the Norse mythology. There's not going to be a, a three-parter like the way we saw it with the Greek mythology. This is the last one. I think that's a very interesting take, but I trust the studio. They did a wonderful job with the first God, with, with God of War, the kind of soft reboot in the Norse world. So I... I'm so looking forward to what's going to happen in this game. It looks amazing. Yeah, it makes you think what they're, how they're, where are they going to take the theme next, you know? Tony? Uh, I wish I, I wish I could match that excitement, but uh, I know it's, I know it's going to be a really good game, but it's, I'm not really all that interested. I didn't play the first one. Um, and this trailer, a lot of it looked like their first God of War to me. A lot of the environment and locations and stuff looked like the first God of War. And I know the boy's older too, but I don't... Now this is on me. I don't remember how young he was in the first one but he doesn't look that much older here so i don't know how much time has gone by his voice looks i mean his voice sounds like is aged more than he did because he looks pretty similar to me but besides that it was cool seeing that thor is in it and i saw a loki name drop but i was saying loki was mentioned yeah i don't i don't want to spoil the game y'all since y'all don't know it but loki is a pretty big character in the game already. So, if you know how the game okay, ends, wow. that's not a surprise, the name Loki. So, I own the game, and uh, oh, I'm in the middle Carl. of the game. I have not beaten it, I'm in the middle. And the reason Carl. why I stopped... Was... <laughs> so, <laughs> so, the reason why I stopped playing this game uh, was because I wanted to get a PS5 because it has a PS5 patch where you could play at native 4K at 60 frames per second. Me, I want to experience. How much you got to pay frames. for that? PS5. 
A thousand that miles. Oh, okay. The patch. <laughs> oh, it's a free upgrade. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, no. But yeah, yeah. Like, so I was like, man, I'm going to get a PS5 soon and I'll beat the game on that. And I don't know. At this point, I guess I just to start looking forward to PS6, I guess. I don't know. Carl. It's so hard to find one. Yeah. Free so I game. haven't. Yeah. Like, I haven't. Like, I want to play the game at its best. You know, like, I'm ready. The game is memorable and I, I'm having fun in it already before. There was even a patch. Like I love the game, so it's dope. Like it has you drawn in and seeing the different worlds and stuff like that, etc. It's it's a masterpiece. Oh my goodness, that game is literally a ten out of ten. I love how you call games masterpieces. The ones that you didn't finish. Yeah, (laughs) but it's it's. How's this? For the amount of time that I did spend the game, one is a masterpiece, guys. No, but it, it is. It is like the, the the time I'm I'm far in the game. I'm really far. I'm really really far in the game, and it's it's a dude. Have you met amazing. Loki? No, I you're not. not that far. Apparently, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. But, I don't know when uh, he yeah. comes up. And I think isn't Odin mentioned? Odin is mentioned in the game. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, you know, Ragnarok. I'm sure we're gonna see him if he's not. Can I please don't confirm anything? But uh, you know if. You know, he's not seen in the first game. We're probably going to see him in the second. And uh, yeah, and it's always boy. You know, I, I love that. Never get tired yeah, of that. Run boy. Mm. Yeah, I'm you know. Already, I, I love the emotional impact of the first game. I'm not going to spoil anything, but the, the whole uh, emotional part of the story is between Kratos and Atreus, you know, the, yes. the father and son relationship. And a lot of it is because of Atreus and him, like, He's not a very, Kratos is not a very emotional person. Atreus needs a parent. And uh, that's the premise of the of the story is that his mother died. So Kratos is not used to being the caretaker. He's not used to being the parent showing affection. And the first game really builds up their relationship and uh, like the love between the two of them as a father and a son. And I'm really looking forward to how in the trailer for Ragnarok, we see Atreus telling Kratos like, you, you need to stop thinking like a father and think like a general. And that's something like, that, no. yeah, yeah. That, that's something that I'm very invested in. I'm like, why Atreus? He's your dad. Let him be a dad. But it, it's very exciting. It's very exciting. Very it's just, oh, I, will, I, need, I need to do my own podcast with just a spoiler section because the amount of story that was given in this trailer is already amazing. It just, who the villains are going to be and the 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 whole driving force behind this plot it's all so engaging and if i don't have a playstation 5 by the time it comes out which i doubt i'm definitely going to buy a playstation 5 when it becomes available to play this game like it's going to be not a day one purchase but as soon as it's i can coming get out my ps4 hands, as well oh wonderful okay this is even better then this is going to be as soon as i can get my hands on it purchase because Ah, oh, this is a, a it's a great looking game. How about I beat the game by next week, and I mean you talk about it in the next episode. If you can do that, absolutely. <laughs> All right, we'll talk more about it. No, but uh, yeah, I, I am excited about it. Uh, I'm very also uh kind of shocked because it was announced and shown at the after the event that the director that directed the first God of War is not directing God of War Ragnarok. Oh really? 
Yeah, I forgot the gentleman's name. I'm bad with names, is it, but is it yeah, Corey, he's not directing it. Corey Balrog? I thought that's his name. I'm be honest, I forgot. But I know he has a gray beard, he's wearing glasses, and he's very funny. At least I think he is. And uh, yeah, he's not directing the the, the sequel. Um, another dude is, and I think the other dude is a veteran in the God of War franchise. I could be wrong about that. No, I think he is. This is. I just looked. I'm it pretty up. sure he is. Yeah, Corey Barlug. I mispronounced his name. He was a director for the first God of War soft reboot, and he is not going to direct it, but he is going to produce it. What is also really interesting is, do you know the uh, the influence? I guess not influencer, but she's now an official game host, Alana, Alana Pierce. Pierce. Yeah, she is the writer of this game. Her and one other person. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's old. Yeah, that news was like, like what, early last year or so? I totally maybe forgot was, about yeah, that. Uh, maybe over a year ago that yeah. she announced when she was working with Sony Santa Monica. Yeah, hopefully she does good. Hope she don't mess it up. We'll see. This I is a big project for her to write. This is a, a very, very, very big. It's a big leap because I think previously her work has just been in like Inside Gaming, IGN. She did Rooster Teeth in 2020 and so she's going from rooster teeth to writing god of war ragnarok that's a huge leap i agree i definitely agree so overall um let's start with you caroline what would you rate this event uh in terms of one through ten what would you rate sony's event for all of its um games that have given a, a base score the big ones, Knights of the Old Republic, uh, God of War, I have to give it like an 8. An 8 out of 10. These are some pretty good reveals. I do wonder what it averages out to. If you did take all of yours, add it up, divide it. I wonder what your average is. I'm being pretty generous because I'm such a big Star Wars fan. That Knights of the Old Republic is such a huge boost. And God of War, even though I didn't play the first game, I saw the whole like 20 hours of gameplay as a movie on YouTube and it's a beautiful story and everything. And so those are already huge. So I can only imagine if you were actually able to access these games with the PlayStation five, how much this event meant. I did see some criticism of it because it was kind of short. I think it was just 40 minutes, but these were some pretty good reveals. Tony. Yeah, I think it's a good eight out of 10. I think it's a really solid show that we got. Well, PlayStation gamers got. I mean, we got games too. But yeah, I don't think anybody can be disappointed with what they saw. It was really good. And then me, my final review. Uh, it was trash. No, I'm playing. No, 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 I'm playing. No, no, it was. <laughs> let, it out, let it out. Let it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, all jokes aside. No Punisher uh, was announced, so it was kind of late. <laughs> that's why it's not a ten. Because the Punisher was not announced, but yeah. overall, no, legit, what I was gonna say, to I agree with your scores. That is my score. Yeah, although I was gonna say it's an eight, uh, eight out of ten. I, I, I thought it was a solid, great show. It was very funny to me that ninety percent of what was shown is multiplat and timed exclusive, but um, and very, very few Sony announcements. And uh, but I am grateful that, for example, God of War. Uh, you know, Horizon um, 2. Uh, I'm not sure about Gran Turismo, but um, 
Um, and you know, I'm pretty sure I doubt Wolverine and Grand Turismo, yes, yes, Grand, Grand Turismo, yeah, no, but like. Uh, it's backwards compatible. I mean, uh, PS4, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <they did. laughs> yeah, PS4. Oh, uh, but yeah, yeah it's gonna be on PS4. I know that yeah. for sure. They announced that's it with God of War. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and um, you know, which which I'm grateful because me watching this event, I didn't feel like I missed out, so to speak. I was sad that, and obviously, I'm still sad that I can't get a PS5 yet. I want one so bad, um, especially to play my PS4 games like better be- than ever before, like God of War, like I mentioned. Um, but I liked how I saw this, and I know a lot of people are complaining about that, you know, and I understand like why did I get a PS5 if there's gonna be on like last gen as well? Um, but I'm actually really happy that they made these announcements, and because of the unfair advantage that Scalper has with all these bots and just the craziness, I can't wait to go in store and buy a system again. Like um literally watching this event i was grateful that i what i seen i'm like okay i could get that on my ps4 and i'm happy to walk away with that and literally just other games that was announced like uh project eve i'm really interested about and just the other announcements you know um are are coming to xbox not every single thing some are just going to be ps5 and, and pc but um i'm happy that either i'm getting to play it on the xbox series x and or i get to play it on my ps4 and to me, it, it made an outstanding show, even though there was a lack of release dates um, besides the five that Tony told me. Um, but overall, I give it an eight out of ten. I thought this was a great show and I walked away with, man, I was exciting, especially when I saw Wolverine's name drop that I, I'm telling you, I was screaming. I was screaming, you know, and um, yeah, and it was a good show. And any final thoughts? Before we wrap up the episode, you need to finish the wrap it up. Four. All right. So, listeners, <laughs> yes, I do. And as a matter of fact, I think there's no time of telling when I'm going to get a PS5. I mean, I am rocking out Genshin Impact right now, but I I think I'm going to finish God of War. I think it's about time, especially as it's around the rock. And I'm going to get it for the PS4. So, you know, so. But listeners, thank you so very much for tuning in. You know, what are some of your thoughts? Do you agree with us? Do you disagree? What is your rating? And I would love to hear about that. And um, if you have any questions and or topics that you want us to discuss here on the show, you can send us an email at twgpquestions at gmail.com. Make sure you write a question at the subject bar. Make sure you leave your name so that way I could properly address you here on the show. And hopefully your question and our topic will be on the next episode of Troy Gaming. Um, Carolyn, when, like, where can the people find you on the interwebs if you're willing to share that or social media? If you want to share your Gran Turismo hate with me, I am on Instagram at <laughs> JPEG or carolinerose.jpg. That's my Instagram. Awesome. You guys heard that? Tony, is there anything to announce yet? Or uh, still that delay? Or just no comment? Yeah, I don't think I said anything controversial, so I'm good. <laughs> but oh, let okay. us know. Let us know if you think Gran Turismo is the Forza of PlayStation. I'm very curious. I'm very curious about like that. Like Carl or Caroline know, and I would love to hear that. All right, and uh, nothing to announce in terms of social media stuff, right? No. 
Oh, okay, cool. All right, and uh, yeah, you guys, uh, I'm gonna leave my Twitter in, in the description, I guess, of this episode. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, OG One Way Soldier, <laughs> and um, yeah, that's about OG? it. OG. Yeah, I changed it. He's the OG. All right, I'm gonna look you up. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, you could look at the, the description of this episode, and literally, you're gonna see it's it. not up. I'm in it. OG, well, it's a capital O and then lowercase G and then right. capital O and one, like one and then everything else lowercase. The W and way is capital and then capital S for soldier. So OG, one way soldier. I, I think I'm you're following. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. See, there we are. All right. <laughs> so God bless you guys. Love you so much. My name is one way soldier. Tony. I'm Tony. <laughs> and I'm Caroline. We don't practice oh. this. <laughs> it's, it's obvious right. that we're we flowing, don't. We're flowing. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is One Way Soldier, and this is the end of my transmission. You. Outro. 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 You guys are the best. No. Not too bad. Okay, I forgot how to put leave. Wait. Oh, this is definitely making the edit. <laughs> yes. Uh... <laughs>